Hey guys, brand new podcast. I sound a little rumbly, don't I? I will not be sitting in this seat. Ooh, tour dates. I am heading to the East Coast for the next two weeks. I will be in New Jersey, uh, Worcester, Worcester, how do you say it? Massachusetts, Poughkeepsie, uh, Brooklyn, Providence, Rhode Island, Portland, Maine, Albany, New York, Reading, Pennsylvania, Baltimore. We've added a show in Baltimore, University Park, Pennsylvania, Norfolk, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm I'm performing at the Grand Ole Opry. Did you know that? That It's fucking awesome. I was telling Brooke about that. Yeah. Then Grand Junction, Colorado, Salt Lake City, Boise, Boise, Spokane, Spokane, Los Angeles. I'm at the Greek. May 5th, I saw Los Angeles. I was like, I'm performing in Los Angeles? Um, I can't wait. Go to burtburtburt.com to get your tickets. Uh, and uh, and I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. Uh, thank you to all the sponsors. Today's podcast is with the two women from Guys We Fucked, Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. They uh, have a new special out on YouTube right now. You can go to the Guys We Fucked page on YouTube. Subscribe. More importantly, I have great conversations with these women. Uh, as you know, I'm kind of an open book, so I don't mind sharing everything. We talk about, uh, we talk about broken men. We t- I share my, my periods of broken mandom. Um, we talk about, we talk about countries of where, of people we'd like to have sex with. We talk, I talk about Leanne. I talk about my, my relationship with Leanne. We talk about the perfect age for a woman meeting, like to meet her at. We, I think in the 30s, we share a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a therapy session for the first hour for you, I would say. For <laughs> really? Sure. Yeah, definitely. And then you guys get into a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then it gets fun. Um, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know. They're just really great people. And, and they're really, they're really fantastic comics. They're really great podcasters. They're, I think we're really lucky to have them, you know? I, and I mean that like in, in the, the big swath of the comedy community. I'm really glad I know these two women. They're fucking cool as shit. And, uh, and I say it at the end of the podcast, but hopefully one day my daughters will be listening to their podcast, going through a breakup or something, and we'll be finding solace in them and then find out that I'm friends with them, and then I'll get some street cred. But, uh, but it's a great podcast. I just want you to listen to it. Without further ado, my two friends, Corinne Fisher, Christina Hutchinson. This is do, do, you can do whatever you can do whatever you can do whatever you want. I know usually like, you like to be barefoot and picking your toes. No, no, I, I by the way, I'm fucking. That is my entire MO is barefoot and picking my toes. Yeah, that's how God intended. I, I, I don't even realize I'm doing it sometimes. I'm I have habits like that. Like I'll pick like this on my lip or something and I realize I'm in public talking to somebody I don't know well and I'm like, oops. Oh, I will uh if I find something on me, I'll smell it. And <laughs> people will be like, What the fuck are you doing? My yeah, ex boyfriend used to s- eat it. My ex boyfriend used to like pick up and eat what? it and I'm like and he didn't realize he was doing it. Right. Okay, yeah. The, I was like, is this okay? Like, can I sit like this or do I have my back fully against here? This is what sucks. There's this when we fine. did this, I, I I was like, I was like, you know, it'll be nice to have a studio in my house. Yeah. That way I don't have to go anywhere. Sure. Yeah. But it's extremely uh I said to Leanne this morning when I woke up, I said, I feel like an open wound. And, and I feel like like because I'm I'm doing podcasts these days. I'm talking so much yeah. that I'm like 
sharing secrets about what's going on with my daughter in a weird way to like feel not to fill content but i go that's what's going on with me right, right. well sometimes you talk things out to like figure out how you feel about it or like kind of you know d- dive deeper into the situation and it, it's hard to go oh this is not what i want to be taught like it's hard to have that part of your brain turn on when and you're and, on the mic and when you're like us and I, I i just feel like the three of us are very similar open very open no no secrets yeah it, you, you all of a sudden like people know everything about no everything it's I almost know. like it's everyone terrifying. becomes your therapist mm-hmm. oh yeah oh people love diagnosing me via dm and i'm like what are you what's or wrong the streets with you? of new york we'll be walking and someone will be like hey you're still talking you're still not talking to your mom i'm like no oh god That's, oh god yeah. That is, um, I forgot you guys all know that. It's yeah. insane. It's really insane when you think about where this is turned in, what this is turned into. It's wild. It's Everyone's like, reading our journal do? with us. Yeah. Everyone knows it's our, our diary. diary. Yeah. And People we- ask, like, on like shows, they'll be like, oh, you need to have an embarrassing moment or like a secret that you share with us. And I'm like, there are none. Just yeah. it's all already on my podcast. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't but know what to you tell guys, you. But you guys, and we, this kind of leans into what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I ever really understood how scary it is to be a woman. Like how, especially in what we're doing and 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 being open and honest, how, how many broken dudes there are. Right. How many absolutely broken dudes there are. Yep. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, we witness it. I, I was telling you, we witness it when, when my number got doxxed. Um, it, it was amazing. It was an amazing, and and, it, and it's happening right now. It happened right now on another phone of mine. Mm-hmm. Is it started with a text, a guy saying, hey man, dot, dot, dot. And it was a funny text. And okay. so I replied, good one. And he's like, oh shit, this is really Bert. And then I'm like, yeah, man, do me a favor. Don't give out my number, but I'm glad you like the podcast. Yeah. You know, dot, dot, dot. You're too much of a man of the people. It's, it's yeah. sweet, but it's going to get you murdered, so. It's- yeah, I really. Yeah, you know we had we had an incident like that. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, everyone's had incidents like She's that. She's almost got her head cut off the NYPD terrorism counterterrorism. Yeah, I showed sh- up at New York Comedy Club. I showed up to a show um a couple of years ago, and there was eight squad cars there, and I was like, "Ooh, what happened at the comedy club?" And they go, "Oh, these are for you. You have a death threat." And I had the terrorism. I had a detective from the terrorism unit assigned to me, um, and then I had an armed guard at all the comedy clubs I performed at for that. For a couple weeks. Wait, what happened? Um, people, guy threatened to behead her. Yeah, which I thought was like so with a vintage. guillotine, and I'm like, where are you gonna get that? Yeah, and I'm like, well, I mean, also if you know, I'm definitely would, gonna see him coming. Yeah, I would rolling rolling it hear him. You'll hear him. You'll yeah. hear it. That's what I would tell audiences, <laughs> and then they were more uncomfortable than me. And I was like, well, a guillotine only takes one person at a time, really. Yeah. So yeah. they're gonna me first, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was a man who had been preying on multiple women in the comedy community and this is the most fucked up part about it the only reason they cared for me was there and one of the detectives told me this this is not something i thought of on my own he was like well you're like a known person so that's why we're taking it seriously as if the other women that he had been stalking weren't important important because they didn't have an instagram following like that's insane to me and i was actually glad that it happened to me so that they would take it seriously because he was preying on so many women in the community. 
And I was like, well, I'll, I was like, I'll handle it. He'll be set. He'll be mad if he like approaches me. I, my mom used to call me like ransom of red chief. I yeah. don't know if you know that story, <laughs> No. but it's basically like, like a little boy who gets kidnapped and he's so fucking annoying that the kidnappers are like, you can have him back. <laughs> so that'd be me, man. <laughs> I'd be like, what are we doing? Play Monopoly? What's going on? Let's right. go fishing. I love being kidnapped. What a story. <laughs> why, why, does, what, why do you guys, what, hap- what happens to a boy? What happens to a boy that turns him into that? Masculinity. I think is a little fucked. I think, oh, yeah. I think the second, the second you, the second a person uh, is taught by their parent figure, like you have to hide a part of yourself that that's going to blow up regardless. And that happens to everybody. But with men, I think the feelings thing and not being encouraged to feel and to express yourself and to like interrogate yourself. Really? That's the damage I think is, is, is little boys being, being raised with this idea that, of what a man is. Yeah. And women as property. I think it's still kind of like this trophy thing that if you don't have a woman uh, or an attractive woman in your life, you are less of a man. And so therefore you're going to lash out at women, especially women who come off as like powerful and in charge of their sexuality. I mean, we'll see it in the YouTube comments on this episode. Hell yeah. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't don't read comments. I I don't read comments. I don't go on Twitter anymore. Yeah. I'm actually fully off Twitter Nice. and I've been off Twitter uh, reading. I, I have, um, I have it on my computer. I don't have it on my phone, and the print's so small on my phone I can't see it because I need oh, glasses. Perfect. So I so I never go on Twitter. Never go on Twitter. Uh, but it's always when you and when you stop going on Twitter, it's just positivity. Yeah. Like it's just like it's uh, when you do hop on, you're like I, like I hopped on today to look at it to see. I, I like I, oddly enough, I like the 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 explore thing. Yeah. The the, the I like the news. Yeah. Twitter uh, gives me. I do too. But um, I hopped on and I'll go to verified or DMs. I won't go to like scroll and see what's going on. Oh, okay. And that's when I say I'm off Twitter. I don't go on. I don't go and read my mentions. Yeah. I go to verified in case there's something important. And today Whitney Whitney uh, Cummings was like. I was like, Whitney Houston, came back that's big news. To Bert. To Bert. <laughs> Whitney Cummings was like, Bert Kreischer and I are doing a show. And I was like, wait, I have no fucking recollection of this. Fuck. And so I was like, oh <laughs> my God. So, so I'm glad I went on today. But um. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because the, it. I, I wonder, and I, I'm saying from my experience, I wonder if there is a window where you don't catch the crazy and end up dating the person, and those are the guys who murder the women. So, like, oh, because yeah. like, so in my experience, and I, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what this chat thread was, but it was a guy texted something, and I. Uh, I, I'm glad you like the show or whatever. And he's like, oh, is this really Bert? And I, I mean, he might have called one time and I answered and he's like, no, no way, no way. And I was like, yeah. And then we bullshitted. And then he texts again. And then what happens inevitably is they get fucked he up. He feels night. entitled to you now. He feels like he's got ownership to me. Yeah. Sure. He feels like, like he has a, a little tunnel to yeah, you. Hey, man, fucking pick up your fucking phone. I'm texting you. Yep. Dude, we need to fucking party, man. I'm partying right now. Call me. And. All of a sudden, you watch it spiral, and and then I wondered, like, what if I hadn't, like, what if, what if that was, what if that guy was in my real life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what if that guy was in my real life? I've actually had one experience with a guy, um, who I who I was nice to and I was friends with, yeah. and then and then I I watched him have a mental episode, mm. and I went, whoa, and I was like that. That's the danger. Yeah, people can turn Glenn close very quickly. Woof. Yeah. Just and by the way, sad. I think I have that ability also. <laughs> we all do. Like I really like we I really do. do. Like I remember it's really hard to tame the feelings of 
of uh, getting, I got this girl uh, I dated and I moved to New York and she was still living in Orlando. And I, and, and, and this is the crazy is like, I was like, I'm going to surprise her. I'm going to, I'm going to fly to Orlando. My buddy Eddie lived there. And you were boyfriend, girlfriend. We were boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay. So yeah, that's, yeah, we oh, boyfriend, that's, girlfriend. that's sweet. I've yeah. done that. Yeah. And I showed up at her house and she was getting dressed to go out and, and she went crazy on me. She's like, you have no right to come here. Oh. And I was like, hold on. What? Whoa. I'm your boyfriend. And I realized at that moment, she was going out on a date. Nice. And, and she was. You're not her boyfriend. And, and that she was Important cheating on me. Oh. And that. That's why she was so mad. I love how she's like, you have no right. And I was like, I'm busy I, in my head, I was you. like, I wanted to say I pay the rent here, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, I wanted to say. And it was so crazy as it was a screen door. Like, I was there were so many things about this that were so off. You were talking yeah. to her through a yeah, screen door? I was talking to her through a screen door. I was like, hey. And she was like, what the f- what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, I came to surprise, surprise. you. <laughs> she was like, you have no right to be here. And I was like. Yeah, that's was, not yeah. the sound of a happy spouse. And so I had to go to my buddy Eddie's house. And, Damn. And I, um, I was like, it's. Were there cell phones during this time? Did you have a cell phone? No, no, so no. how, how did you get to Eddie's? Like, what did you do? Eddie picked me up at the airport. Okay. He wrote Eddie a uh, letter Eddie and the then airport. he waited for Eddie the postman to, to deliver off. it. And so. so he went to drop me off. And then, uh, and then Eddie was, I was like, don't leave. <laughs> and then I got back in the car with Eddie and I just stayed at his house. And I was oh, like, I was wow. like, cool. This is literally probably a m- month before cell phones. No joke. What? Because I remember, I remember <laughs> after that, so I, mo- I flew back to New York. It's so funny you say that. I moved back to New York. I, I went back to New York that week and I stayed at Eddie's house with the Dacre brothers. And, <laughs> and you need, you need, sadly, you need broken men to help mend those broken men feelings. Sometimes, yeah. S- sad, by the way, not, not calling the Dacre brothers broken men, but the Dacre brothers and Eddie, we were all broken men at, at one point. <laughs> and I moved back to New York and I decided, and I had the gross feeling of like, I want to call her. I want to, I should fly back there. I should, <laughs> like, you know, like all these gross feelings and you, yeah. their, their thoughts. The ur- their urges. They're very powerful urges. And I. But what did you want the outcome to be? Like, I wanted her to be my girlfriend. Even though her, she had even though you? Yeah, I was like, I wanted, her, I, I wanted her to take me back. I wanted her to. Stop cheating on you? Yeah, or guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 Small I've been, ass. I've been cheated a couple on, a couple times. And it, oh, the, that feeling. It hurts. It, 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 and it'll make you do insane things. It'll yeah. make you think insane things. And it'll open you to a part of your brain that you're like, didn't know this was there. But getting but cheated on there the whole time. It, it's, it's a reflection of the person who's cheating on you. It's not a reflection But if it happens you. to you a bunch of times, you're like, I mean, I'm the common denominator. It happened to me twice. Okay, that's not bad. And they me were too. back to back. And, it, and I was the common denominator. Right. I was... I was not, I don't think I was healthy in the way I approach relationships. Mm. I also did, I, it, it's funny, the, the, the way I got out of it is I was in, I lived across the street from the Comedy Cellar okay. on McDougal Street. Oh, wow. The across, loudest street in New York. Jesus. Yes. Great spot. <laughs> and I called my dad and I said, uh, would you, I want to build a loft because I was living on a couch. So I want to build a loft, and I think that'll get my mind off this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you, um, would you lend me money to buy lum- lumber to build a loft? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I said, we're not going to talk to the, we're not going to answer the phone, we're not going to look at the phone, and I put the phone on my balcony, on my on my catwalk. <laughs> I put the phone out there, and I said, it's out there. I'm not doing it. And then she called as I was building the loft, oh. and I went, in a weird way, I went, if I, 
in like a tra- if I stay on the treadmill for five more minutes, I'll be stronger. Mm-hmm. I said, if I don't answer it, I bet I'm stronger. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I and I didn't answer it, and I built the loft. And after I built the loft, uh, my mom came up and she bought me a cell phone. Aww. She bought me the first. She bought me the first uh, Nokia brick. Nice. Oh yeah. Damn. My buddy Tony Hernandez got one the next day. I mean, it was like it was <laughs> like we other? all got the bit, and and we just got all, all got cell phones. And I didn't put the girl's number in the cell phone. Nice. That's a smart move. And she, so energetically, you start. Yeah, and that drives re- them re- crazy when you like when you just decide I don't want you yep. back. I'm not communicating with you anymore. Even even if in your heart you do. Well, want it, back. It, for, from emotionally tumultuous situations, there's this author that I'm obsessed with. His name is Michael Singer. He wrote The Untethered Soul, one of my favorite books. It's like the book I've been searching for my whole Wait, life. What is it? What is it about? Uh, it, it's just about how to live. It's about how to live and your heart and the human. The human heart is is a is a is an orchestra and it's capable of so many emotions and the, the gamut of human emotions could be so fucking intense. And when you're in these, like that situation with that girl, it, it, and so you're trying to figure out how am I going to deal with this? How do I want, what's the way out of this? And he described, he's like, it's like a t- you're, you're playing tug of war with these hard feelings. And it, you, you think that you have to push them away or get them out of your life or, or, or attack them. But really all you have to do is you're in a tug of war with them. You just relax your hands and you let go of the rope. That's it. It's actually yeah. very easy. So that moment where you're like, she, if you saw the phone ring or whatever, you're like, I'm not going to answer it. That's you let go into the rope. And then automatically you're lighter. And then one day I was at the <laughs> Chevron on the corner of West Third and La Cienega. <laughs> and she called me. Yeah. Uh-uh. Wait, how'd uh, she get your number? She ca- called my cell phone. I, I didn't know who it was. I answered it. And I said, hello. And she said, hey, I, I, I got your number. I'm in L.A. And I was like, huh? And she was like, yeah, whatever. Called Eddie or something. I got your number. I'm in LA. I want to hang out. And I was in LA working with Will Smith. And I went, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any time. I'm sorry. Nice. And I hung up on her and. Well, did it, was it remember, a hard I, thing? Was I it remember, a hard decision? I, no, not at good, all. Good, good. And I was, I remember sitting, uh, I remember sitting, God, this is so crazy that I'm connecting. I think this is the day Payne Stewart died. Wow. Yeah. And so, cause I, w- I was going to, there was a hotel right there that this girl that I knew was staying at. And I remember just being like, hey, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't, oh, it's amazing. I don't care. Like, and I was like, that's amazing that, what's the, what's the hardest you got your heart broke? (sighs) Jesus. You got a while. How many times we got your heart broke first? (sighs) Let's do the math. I fall in love with people I have no business falling in love with. So just give me, give me the ages and like, Two, I mean, the, the biggest heartbreak of us, you know, so far romantically is the impetus for guys we fucked. And yeah. it's so interesting to <laughs> go back and think about that guy and like look at him and his wife and his kid and be like, I'm so happy that he's happy. And this is not at all the life I wanted. And yeah. man, am I happy that we're not together anymore. Yeah. And so that was how old was I at that time? You were 27. So, yeah. You ever see your friend go through a breakup where you're like, Oh, so you got to like check on them. Like that, that was, was the impetus of for guys we fought. Yeah, I got yeah. dumped in a Panera bread by who I thought was the love of my life. And this is a person who like I went to Israel on birthright and he wrote me a letter every day because he missed me so much. It's Which 14 days. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. this is someone who told me like I'm the one like this. It's so I think the hardest kind of breakup is, you know, usually in a relationship, one person likes another the other person a tad more, yeah. you know, and, and so it, and it it's throughout. Yeah. <laughs> And it ebbs and flows, though it switches. Sometimes yeah. you like her more, sometimes she's like, she likes you yeah, more. Yeah, and so then to have someone- Nope, nope, it doesn't switch, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and so to have someone like you more the whole time, and then for kind of really quickly for that to turn, and then make me like, 
it made me obsessed with him for like a good year because yeah. it's like, why did you take that like love away from me so quickly? And in retrospect, I'm like, I don't even know that it was him that I missed. It was just like, I didn't like that something positive had been ripped from me so abruptly. It yeah. felt like I was felt control. so out of control. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfair. It's un. There's an unfairness to life sometimes where you go, hold on, oh, yeah. this isn't what I signed up for. Oh my, like gosh. this isn't. And yep. then there's a there's like in New York, sucks heartbreak sucks in New York. Heartbreak in New York is like it's, a double. It's like double heartbreak. It's because you get to see so many people having good times and they're all walking around like, eh, and I'm like, what the fuck are you smiling about? <laughs> yeah, and a fucking cab like splashes you and you're like, yeah. ah! someone laughs and you want to like just stab them in the face. Yeah. So then, so then that heartbreak started the podcast. I don't. Yeah, because we were already the spiral, the spiral of the heartache. Yeah, I couldn't. I, it bothered me so much that. I was so out of control with my feelings and it scared me that someone could hurt me this badly, change my mood this badly. Cause I'm someone who really feels good about themselves, loves myself, always have. And I was like, I, this is, I can't walk around like with the possibility of this ever happening to me again. <laughs> so I was like, this is an unsafe situation for me to be in. And so I, talked to Christine and I was like, I think we should go and interview uh, all the men that we've had relationships with because I approach everything like a student. And I was like, I'm going to learn a research project, how to be a better girlfriend so that this can't happen again, which of course is not possible. Yeah. You know, you can improve well, no, yourself. No, but no. So, so when I, after that girl, I said, there's, there's one, and there's one thing that's a common denominator and that's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not operating right. I'm yeah. not operating right. I was, and sadly, Sadly, and I say this to anyone listening who's a, a, a young father, that will rear its head again. That that thing you didn't like about yourself rears its head again with your daughters. Mm. It and and that is what I've noticed is those same gross feelings of neediness of like I is happening with me and my daughters because I oh, I start going like oh because they're they they grow up and they sure. want their own space and then one day <laughs> one day you're sitting in a fucking airplane crying going. This sounds fucking disgusting, but like going, I was the guy for her. Like I was her, I was her every that doesn't day. Sound disgusting. I was her every day, and now right, and like you were the light of her life. Yeah, you were the and, man in her life. And then yeah. and now and now they're looking for something that I was. I was the guy. Like yeah. I fucking did everything. Yeah, I get up and get coffee. I get up and get donuts. You tell me what you want, I'll get it. Right, and but because you were a good guy, they're probably gonna go out and look for a good guy. Well, I think they're gonna end up fucking. Attracting needy, broken dudes because I'm needy, Perhaps, broken. But, but if you give them the heads up, maybe so, they'll, you know, have a seed planted. So that girl, I remember saying, "I'm not gonna date a girl." I was like, "I'm, I'm not, I'm not right." Yeah, and I'm not right. I the person I am today is does not want to meet the person. I don't want to date the person that would date me. Is how I thought. So many people oh. feel that way. Yeah, and I was like, Let's I was it. like, I don't like me. So many guys, I think that. I don't know that I don't know a lot of women that think that, but a lot of men are like, but that's how I get my heart broken because I'll fall for a guy and they they like basically are like you're too good. I don't like that you like like I don't like myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the fact that you like me and you like got stuff going on for yourself, I don't like that. I'm like, can you just give up and just give in <laughs> and love me? Wait, it's well, but that's so funny because I definitely felt so that frustrating. way. And I just I, let me love you. 
And you love me and it'll be great. See, when someone doesn't love me, I'm so turned off by them. I'm like, ugh, you don't like me? What is wrong with you? Yeah, Yeah, Corinne has it right. She's like, ew, you have bad taste. See ya. Well, because a lot of people (laughs) thought it was like narcissistic that um, one of the things that would get me interested in a guy was when he showed interest in me. And so I ran it by my therapist and she goes, yeah, no, that's a smart move because you like you. And so someone showing interest in you, you respond to that. She's like, like, what most people do is respond to people who pull away from them or don't like them. But I'm like, why, why would I do that? It's just, right. it, it doesn't make sense in my brain when people are chasing after people you who don't like want uh, them. Mentally athletic? Yeah, it just doesn't. I go, but but why? You you want, I want someone who's like so enthusiastic about being with me. I don't want you to text me all the time. That drives yeah. me crazy. I get smothered so easily. But I want you to like, think I'm the best person in the world. We all deserve that. Well, some of us deserve that. I have some exes who don't, but. I Yeah, it's, it's funny because I, I kind of need you to not like me a little bit. Uh, At the beginning or the whole time? I've played this all wrong, Bert. Damn, Bert. What is that about? (laughs) I don't know. Leanne Leanne loves me, but I can tell she's she's not. You said that so casually. She loves me. You know, we built a home and a life together. But she's not. I mean, I, I I think. That's so funny. I think I would be more devastated without her. Then she would be without me. Perhaps. Without a, a lot of doubt. straight couples. That's without usually a fucking doubt. <laughs> because I'm gone so much, right. she's already accustomed to it. Right. Um. Whereas, whereas I, I, I mean, the only time I've never, the only thing, I've never seen her jealous ever, ever. But I was toying with the idea of getting a muse for the bus. Like hiring a muse, like a human, yeah, human muse, like find a muse. How do you, yeah, Julia Fox, she's yeah, available. That now. Was, it was because of she Julia was Fox thing. <laughs> She said that thing, and and I was like, I was like, uh, muses are real, sure. And, and I was like, I wonder if I could just put out an application for a muse, get a bus muse for a week, just as it'll be. Uh, by the way, bus in all, muse. in all, in all a honesty, bus muse, bus and muse. Never thought. That was so does it have to be a hot woman? It could be. Of course, of okay. course. Yeah. Well, hold on. So, wait, so okay. wait, here's the. So, like, first and foremost, I was never doing it. I was only doing it for content. I thought it'll be make great content. It would yeah. make great and, content. And, and, and I think. I think people would be interested in. And you're likable enough to do it. Cause a lot of guys, like if there are, I'm not going to name names on the show, but there are a lot of comedians who, if they were like, I'm getting a bus muse. I'm like, you're about to get arrested. Yeah. A woman's, a woman's (laughs) "Ah, danger alert would go off. But but you you could do it. You are the rare person that could pull that off. So I wanted like a, like a, like think, um, Kate Hudson in, uh, in, in almost famous. famous. I want a flighty, fun, blonde, (laughs) Joint rolling, yeah. Um, what's well, a cocktail like that yeah, kind of I, yeah. that, oh, on the bus, right? <laughs> oh my god, and what a fun job that just would be! See, yeah, I was give her a thousand bucks a week, That's and amazing. you know, it's good money. It's good money for just hanging out in a bus and partying. Right. She can't, she can't hook up with anyone. She can't like. It's got to be. She's got to be muse. positive energy. It's well, it's, yeah. well, it's everyone's muse. Right. Oh, it's everyone's. Yeah, muse. let her be everyone's muse. Oh, why does it got to be a gal? Because uh, who the fuck wants a dude? Like, what are we gonna have some dude <laughs> just? I mean, by the way, I do have a couple dude muses in my life. But you do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my cousin Andrew's a muse. Nice. Like, I mean, he's but he's just a, he's just a guy that he think I like the way he thinks. Yeah. So that, that but yeah. It, but the the concept of a muse is they inspire you, of course. And it's it's just like a it's like a clean glass of water. So yeah. And and so I ran it by Leanne, and she was actually offended. Good. <laughs> she was like, she was like, no, my my sister got upset my mom got upset oh, wow yeah my sister goes how 
how would you feel if someone hired Georgia to be a bus muse? And I was like, oh, that would bother <laughs> That's me. That's a great way to put it. That's a yeah. great way to get sma- snap your perspective. <laughs> yeah. But it's unfortunate, though, like because that's such a common thing that you have to think of a woman as your daughter or your wife or your mom to put them into perspective. And men need to be able to, like, see the full picture without it being someone who's oh, really closely related to them. Oh, they're like, a I, person. They're human. Yeah. Like, I hate when people are like, I'm a girl dad, so I get it. It's like, how about you're a human being so you understand empathy? Yeah. How yeah. about that? Yeah. 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 I'm a yeah. girl dad. I've I've seen that on fucking line. That, that's always weird. Every it's like a girl that it's like saying I'm a male feminist, and then it's like okay, yeah, no, and then we'll see right in a police that. blotter that you yeah. sexually assaulted someone next. Yeah. Man, are you, red flag. I, there, the one thing I love about the internet is the comeuppance of it. <laughs> the the uh, what was there was the the, and I don't mean to I don't mean to slam this dude. I don't know this dude, not, but the one guy that put the toenail in his McDonald's, and <laughs> then and then. And then, and then, like, like I don't know. What I, think he's a, I think he's a comic. Like he got like a he got like an order and I don't know. I don't know that found a fingernail in it. Okay, and then he went viral, and <laughs> and it, everyone's huh? like, everyone's like, and he was like, he was like, and then all the women were like, oh, he's a spouse. He's an abuser. Oh, <laughs> and, 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 that is it. Box of cereal. He found a toenail in a food item. He found like a finger How'd in a go- box of cereal, <laughs> and ev- and then everyone's like, everyone's like, you mean this guy, the guy that beats up women, or I don't know what he does. Allegedly, I don't know. Right. But, like, I, the, but there's like the the crazy thing. Here you a shrimp. He found a shrimp. Oh, I know the story you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I know the story you're talking about. I didn't know he was an abuser. No, it, well, it's but no, but it's that's the crazy thing about the internet. Is They'll take you, you down, man. You get, you get a little bit of momentum, and they're like, "Oh, we we didn't mind taking you down." Yeah, we're gonna stop and that right now. I don't want to say his name because I, I know he. I don't know if he did anything or if he. Didn't. Yeah, it's all speculation. It's all speculation, or I'm maybe not. I, I mean, right. But uh, but that's the crazy thing about the fucking internet is that uh, this little it, it, they they have no problem correcting themselves and t- it's like the fucking that's why i don't say anything about anything yeah when you say male, male feminist i just i nod my head and i go i listen like <laughs> and i've gotten in trouble for listening you've got no way you I've, never get in trouble for listening no we've gotten in trouble for like uh, but i know we, like there's instances when like people will get mad that they're like why didn't you stand up when someone said well, sometimes, that sometimes sometimes i don't We've had like Robert Kelly on and he like, you know, just like saying, you know, like a lot of male comics would like say things. And I'm like, I am not going to be a person who's going to overcorrect every single word out of your mouth. That's annoying. That's not the way to live. That's not helping anybody. Yeah. It's obnoxious. I I had uh, Ashling B on my podcast. It's one most people bring up to me. Okay. And it was right at the Me Too movement, right at the beginning of it. And she wanted to talk about the disparity between female comics and male comics at the comedy store yeah. and i and i first of all i don't have any stats i don't have any like i don't know i don't have lineups in front of me i can't judge it sure and i didn't speak up all the men hated me and then all the women that work at the comedy store that have rightfully earned the opportunity to work at the comedy store were angry that someone wanted to take something they had worked for it was like fucking the when people start listening to you, you are responsible for their feelings. It's almost like like yeah. you're responsible for defending them. You're responsible for making them feel 
any way that they want. And it's it is exhausting. And you have to continue to be the version of yourself that they fell in love with, which kind of stunts your growth a bit, you know, or a lot. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's so funny. I've been so many versions of myself. I don't even know who I am anymore. (laughs) Well, I imagine people want like drinking, pouring vodka on yourself. You know, I mean, that that happened to David Tell, too. And he doesn't even drink anymore. And so many people knew him as like insomniac. David Tell going out partying. And you still see when he's outside the cellar, people will still come up to him and expect him to be that version of himself. But like he's in his 50s. It would be sad if he was that version of himself. Well, I'm I'm turning 50 next year. I know the the feeling. The human brain likes the human brain likes going, oh, I know that like it likes recognizing things. So uh, making associations. So it's like if you are the guy with the with the glass of beer that takes a shirt off that tells the great story at the party, then that's what I want you to be if I see it like that. And then the human brain is just very kind of narrow minded in that way. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for a very long time. Look, relationships take work. Everything takes work in life, but sometimes you don't think about yourself. You should get the same treatment you'd give to other people if you were in a relationship. If you were in a relationship and they were like, hey, I'm kind of hungry. You'd be like, oh, let me go grab your food. Why wouldn't you do that with yourself? Well, you work out, right? You take care of your, your health. You brush your teeth. I put in Rogaine. Therapy should be part of that list. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship. That's the one you have with yourself. God dang it, that's so important. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for a haircut, or even trying therapy, you are the great. You are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself, like you do for other people. Um, I have been in therapy. I love online therapy. For me, and I'll, we'll talk about this in a second. Is I don't have to get in a car. I can do it on the phone. And that's what BetterHelp is fantastic at. I love to get on a phone, get on a treadmill, feel like I'm killing two birds with one stone. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And BertCast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Bert. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Bert. If you're like me, you've been on a weight loss journey for a while now. We're often faced with difficult decisions every day. We want to make the best choices for our health, but it isn't always easy. Noom Weight gives you the support and knowledge you need to make positive choices, even when it's difficult, by learning the psychology behind your habits and better understanding your relationship with food, you'll gain the wisdom you'll need to continue making long-term positive changes. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and that is very true. What works for some people doesn't work for everyone. It doesn't may not work for you. That's why Noom Weight uses psychology-based approach that adapts to your lifestyle. It's a flexible approach focused on progress, not perfection, and allows you to work towards your goals at a pace that is comfortable for you. I'll tell you what, I love Noom because it makes building great habits sustainable for me. And and I am not a guy with great habits. Noom weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track. Noom's personalized lessons help you gain confidence with practical knowledge you can employ right away. With one-on-one coaching, you will always have the guidance and support on your journey. Noom's weight cognitive behavioral approach, that is the best way to learn things is through CBT. Cognitive behavioral therapy, cognitive behavioral approach teaches you how to learn how to be more mindful of your habits and gives you the knowledge you need to continue building long-term positive habits. 75% of Noom's weight users 
finish the program and more than 60% of the users engage with the program, keep the weight off for a year or more. You worried about having an off day? An off day is okay. It won't impede your progress. Noom will help you get back on track. Remember, progress, not perfection. There's no need to worry about fitting Noom into your schedule. All you need is just 5, 10, 15 minutes a day. And how much time you want to spend is entirely up to you. Start building better habits for a healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash BirdCast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash BirdCast. We got very lucky, I think, because of our association with Joe that, and Joe's so against that branding that you could, we, I got, I am very different versions of myself, a lot of different versions of myself, but it's, it's funny. I, I like at this, this point in my life, I go, I am not really sure what I want to be. Like right. I, I, I toy with not drinking a lot. Yeah. I mean a yeah. lot, but it it's not, it's not because I don't like it. Like I love it. I well, still I don't think anyone so what, what, stops what drinking because they don't like it. I think they like they don't like who they become on it, or it's become. I like who I am. It becomes overwhelming. Like so why? What, what makes time out of your day? What makes no, you want to stop? Healthy. No, healthy. <laughs> it doesn't I just, take any time just, out of your day. It doesn't day. take any time out of my day. It actually adds. I, I like. Are you a good like a functioning hard, drink? Beyond functioning. Okay. So I wake up. So if I drink, I wake up with a fire lit under my ass to get shit done. Whoa. Damn, I, I would start drinking if, yeah, excessively. If I don't drink, I wake up going, I feel pretty good. Whoa, yeah. I never yeah. heard of that. Okay, well, that's something that yeah. maybe doesn't maybe, sound healthy. Maybe, <laughs> right, maybe, yeah. I'm like, is your body like And then using... all of a sudden, I'm, I'm out and I'm having a cup of coffee and I'm like looking at the sun. I'm like, I'm going to go through some gratitudes. And then, that's nice. but if I wake up, I wake up hungover or like a little bit hungover. Well, have, is it the anxious pit that gets you going? Oh, it's 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 uh, yeah. hey buddy, we got a finite time on this planet. What the fuck are we doing laying in bed? Uh, get out! You're not you don't you haven't earned the right to lay in bed. Get out of bed. Go go find the things that make you happy and start doing them right wow, now. Hungover you is like you an know? Oprah boss. Yeah, yeah. And so and so, well, it's I was just talking to someone about this the other day. <clears throat> I don't mind myself not drinking. I I'm, I mean I feel good and I feel I I. I don't eat that well when I'm not drinking. Okay. Um, I don't like when so, you eat well, better drinking, when you're drinking. Drinking does a lot has drinking. a lot of benefits. Interesting. When I'm drinking, I I I'm very punitive is the word my therapist says. Okay. So um so right now uh, I'm fasting. So I, I'll fast until probably probably three in the afternoon because I drank last night. Okay. I, I I'm I if I wasn't fat if I if I hadn't drank last night I would have had a breakfast sandwich with Leanne. Wow. I, she went to make a breakfast sandwich, and I, I said to myself, mm. I haven't earned that. Huh. Er, yeah. That's stress. Earned that. That's like a, is that a, does that stress you out to think that way or no? no I think that I, it's way. It's so normal for, sure. for my brain. Okay. Like I, so when I'm drinking, I look at people eating ice cream as if they are the weakest human beings alive. <laughs> that's so funny. When I see you what eating ice cream, I go, I, I I turn into my dad where I go. I was gonna what? say, where's this coming from? Are you judging? Are you projecting? I'm sure it's my dad. But my it's. I, I go. Uh, I go. I remember seeing a guy eating an ice cream cone. I go, who the fuck raised you? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, and and so and ice cream isn't even that bad for you. It's, but if I'm not drinking, I <laughs> love ice cream. I love ice cream because wow. I I can allow it because I go. Oh, I would have had a thousand calories in booze tonight. I can have an ice cream cone. Right, right. No, right. I can have. I, I, I like. I love. I love 
root beer. Oh, I yeah, love it's great. root beer. Maybe my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, so I does will my not, vice root, in general. Root beer is so good. If I'm not drinking, I will never have a fucking root beer. You will never see me. If I'm drinking, I will never have a root beer. If I'm not drinking, what? And the mindset beer, is calories? I'll, I'll have root beer. I'll have cream soda. I love cream soda. Yeah. It's because I go, I feel like I drinking takes up so many calories that I'm willing to allow it that I need to, if I got that, then I got to I gotta be the other side. And and it kind of offsets it. So when we would do Sober October, I would never lose weight because I enjoyed life. I would just be like, I was like, it's like I, the little kid in you comes yeah, out. To I'd play be like, oh, I wouldn't drinking. mind McDonald's. I never get to eat McDonald's. Right. I'll fuck up McDonald's. But like the other night, the other night we were at the at a truck stop, and I said to my tour manager, I was I was drunk, and I said, uh, I and she said, and we were trying, I'm trying to lose weight, and she was like, and I said, go buy ten. If you buy ten cheeseburgers right now, I won't eat them. But I need you to buy them. If you don't buy them, I will go buy them. I need you to buy them, and I'm going to bed. And she goes, I'll buy them if you go to bed. It's so weird, like. What is know, this? Know, Wait, so is it control involved? This is fascinating. Oh, it's control. It's What's your dad do? Do you talk about this? Oh, my okay. dad's in town right now, so that's why a lot of this is. Well, can I ask? Like, what up? was the what was the oh, dynamic yeah. that you were raised with? Like, what kind of? <laughs> you you explained it at the beginning. Don't have feelings. Don't feel. Don't uh, like that. Okay. Yeah. Don't uh, don't feel my no there feelings was are weak. I never. I never was, and, and I mean this respectfully I, I, for my parents. Well, I never had like to talk about the birds and the bees. Yeah. I never had to talk about girls. I never had to talk about like, like I had to learn that all on my own. Were you nurtured in terms of your mind? Was your mind nurtured? I think a lot of people don't get this. I was nurtured physically, meaning like. So food and water. No, 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 no. I I was hugged. My, I would kiss my parents on the cheek or maybe I I think. On On the lips. I'm I'm sure I did. I I mean, I, I never, I never remember when we got Georgia. I not got her, but had her. <laughs> we went to the store. Remember, we rescued Georgia. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is it okay to kiss her on the a baby on the lips? And my little sister was like, Yeah, we were kissed on the lips our whole lives. Yeah. And so I was like, Okay, I just wanted to check. Yeah. But um, physically meaning, I was an outdoor kid. I was a very outdoor kid. Go out. Nice. And I was in a speedo until I was twelve. I was then. That's all I'd wear. I'd go outside, be on a bike on a speedo, be in the lake in a speedo, Fun. play yeah, baseball in a speedo. Yeah. And so I was an outdoor kid. But as far as like feelings go, yeah, I don't think I remember when I got dumped in eighth grade and got my heart broke for the first time. I remember crying, but crying as if I was throwing up. But you know what Ipecac is? It's a it's yep. a thing. It was almost like I had taken Ipecac and I was crying and I didn't know why it was happening and I didn't know what was happening in my heart. And I was like, wait, what the f- what the fuck is this? Like. Oh my God, it's something's strong. happening to me. Like, does this mean I'm gay? Like, why am I crying like this? Like, <laughs> does this mean I'm gay? Yeah. Oh, that's oh. an interesting go to. Every, there was a, I, I was homophobic growing up, but not afraid of other gay men, afraid I was gay. Right. Like, that that's, was my big fear was like, yeah, that's like, a common thing with masculinity, the way it fucks you up. It, yeah. It's, it's, somehow it's like, well, if you like another man, that's not masculine. I, well, I, was, I remember masturbating for the first time and being like, fuck, man, I guess I'm gay. Like, <laughs> Jesus you Christ. You touched a penis? Because I touched my own. I was like, yeah. and I really liked it. And I was like, well, I can't, I, mean, I can't deny who I am. Right. And so, and then when I found out other dudes did it, it was like, Everyone's gay. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I've been holding this you secret. You were stressed That's out so about funny. jerking off or so. I thought I was going, when I masturbated, I masturbated a lot as a kid and I thought I was going to, I was like, today's the day I'm going to find out I'm pregnant. Like, oh my any, God. any day now I'm going to have to tell my mom that I'm pregnant because I'm masturbating. I, yeah. I, I, knew, I had no, 
I that was nothing was ever openly talked about in my family. So I went. I mean, I, I, how'd your dad I, handle that heartache for you? What heartache? He didn't ever nothing. You I just never, cried in your room alone. I cried, cried in the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. Yeah. So that no oh, you didn't one, talk to your parents about it. Nope. I wouldn't talk okay. to my parents about that no. either. I'm like, it's like a secret room cry. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like parents, because like they've, they're too old to under, it's almost like they're too old to understand because they know it won't matter in a couple of years. That's how my parents probably would handle it anyway. They would yeah. just be like, what are you talking about? Like, this my is mom, ridiculous. You could talk to my mom. My dad was, my dad, I, I mean, not, not in a bad way, but I just wasn't like, my dad lost his dad when he was 13. Yeah. And there was a lot of like, my dad now is kind of, you know, you can't say the wrong thing around him. He might start crying, thinking about his dad or. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So well, he, as men get older, they get more estrogen and women get more testosterone as we get older. That's why women get hornier and men get uh, more emotional. That makes total sense with everything I'm going through these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? No, I, I've yeah. been crying. Ever since I did the movie, I can cry very easily. Yeah, your heart's open. Oh, I'm not sure I like that. It's un it's uncomfortable. I remember when testosterone was throbbing through me. I yeah. fucking loved it. I loved testosterone. I loved Why? it. Are you still horny? Yeah. Okay, well that's <laughs> that's there. Yeah. What did you love about testosterone? Um oh. <laughs> I loved feeling my arm. I loved I loved <laughs> it would it, testosterone. I remember I was my peak testosterone when I was in college. That that's when I remember I would just, I fucking, and I remember one day just going like, uh, I was walking through Indian Village, and I had lifted weights at the at the at the at the school, and I'd walked home, and I started jogging, and I felt good, and I remember walking into Indian Village, down by where Miles and them lived. I'm saying this to, like as if someone knows, and I remember feeling my arm going, "Fuck yeah, I love being a man." Yeah, I was like, my yeah, arms are yeah. fucking big right now. And I had to go to an English class and I threw on a shirt and I was like, oh, they're fuck. And I remember sitting in class going like, I love being a dude. Like, I love it. That's like, adorable. It was the That's weirdest. I, I remember that. And now that women I'm, have that moment all the time. Like women, I, I think as a, like I have that moment all the time. I'm like, oh, look at good for you. Girl. I, yeah, I, I yes. like, put on that. Uh, like, curves. Helen Reddy. I am woman. Hear me roar the other day. And I was just like, I fucking love being a woman. Yeah, this it's is sick. great. Oh, I would be. I don't think I'd enjoy being a woman. I would be. I I would get myself into a lot of bad situations. I get myself into bad situations now. I was like, you get yourself into bad I can't imagine if I was right. a fucking chick. Right, because when you're a woman and, and the people treat you a certain way, if they want to have sex with you, so that power dynamic is whoa. I would be the. You learn to manage that from the time you're twelve. I would be the overweight liberal chick with purple hair screaming at Ben Shapiro, going, <laughs> "No, that's who you would be. No! That's who I'd be. That's who I'd be." <laughs> Because I would be out of, I would, I would not be in control of myself. I would, I would, I'd be a fucking. <laughs> well, I mean, no one likes that girl. <laughs> yeah. No, poor girl. I want to just hug her and go yeah. like. Yeah. You should like, hug the little boy in you. I can't. Why? Fuck that kid. <laughs> Whoa, there we go. That's, that, we're getting that, somewhere. That kid. Fuck that kid. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What Why? What did he need that he didn't get? I don't know. Just everything. I think he was just like, I, by the way, I watch him peek his head out sometimes. And when I'm you're like, not drinking, probably no. it sounds well. It's, oh no! Oh, I watched him peek his head out on a podcast yesterday. You're very I playful, watched, which is cool. I watched yeah. him peek his head out last night. How did it feel? Does it feel oh, I, like I, it? I, I, I struggle. Shut the fuck up! What are you doing? Like I like, I don't. Yeah. What does he say? Like so, how does he emerge? He just tells you everything. 
<laughs> he just he, wants to be. Uh, he why? Just, he wants you to connect? like him. He wants you to like oh, him. Yeah, I want to be loved. Okay. Yeah, and, and I yeah. and I like I look at like like when Segura goes to do a podcast, he doesn't speak. Like he just doesn't talk. He just goes, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> like it's. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not shitting on him. I'm being very honest. Right. Yeah. Like you go watch him on Rogan. He just sits there and he'll go, yeah. Oh, he talked on yeah. ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think we directly asked him questions. Yeah. So yeah. He we had we, we drove the conversation. And so yeah. and so like he like he just. He just is very comfortable in silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a very, and it, but it doesn't make him uncomfortable. He just sits there and I'm very, the little boy is, is just very uncomfortable. Is it, is it because uh, when you sit still, like bad things happen? That kind of thing? I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know. Look, I was a very broken little boy. Like, like my first day of first grade, I cried the full first day from beginning to end. What does that mean you're broken? And it's just like, I have separation issues. I... I was terrified the of tornadoes. Me too. Like, I was tornadoes. Like, I mean, tornadoes are scary. Where were Where were you in first grade? In in uh, L A. <laughs> in, ta- in Tampa, oh. I was in Tampa. Oh, they have tornadoes. Okay. There. And like and, and like and like and like chaos was always right around the corner. Like it was like it was always like you had an impending doom anxiety. Like a dog was going to attack you, or lightning was going to strike you, or like it just seemed like it. Everything was so goddamn unpredictable when I was a kid. Wow, like, yeah. that's we, a lot we, for your nervous system. So I your remember, nervous system was shot. Oh yeah, just walking down the street and this kid going, "Hey man, can I show you a magic trick?" And we're like, "Yeah." And like thirty seconds later, he's on fire. And then I'm like, "Fuck!" What the? Like, fu- that's what? how. That was Florida, I think. I don't. Yeah, know. I was like, I don't. Florida's <laughs> wild, man. It's a weird experience. That is yeah. a weird experience. You didn't have any safety and comfort for long periods of time. You didn't experience that. I mean, I, I'm sure I was very safe, you know. But like, I remember uh, it's just it was just like I remember. It's just being a little chaotic, like yeah. the outdoors, not my family. Yeah. But once you go outdoors, it's like I was the youngest kid in our neighborhood and it was a very redneck, very white trash neighborhood. Well, yeah, I grew up in that environment. That can be you can see some freaky shit, man. Yeah. Ooh, you see kids doing adult shit and you're like, mm, I don't like this. Well, and if your home life also, if your home life, because I have this, I had a very stable home life. So the world to me, especially being a comedian and stuff, it feels overwhelmingly chaotic a lot. Like some, I'm like sitting at tables hearing people tell stories and I just go, what the fuck is going on? Like, who am I surrounded by? This yeah. is so unsafe. I don't know why I'm here. Like, yeah. I just want to go home. This is awful to be around because like my, I think a lot of times people are like, trying to change who they are and get to this version of themselves that they want to be. But I'm like, I am the version of myself I want to be. And I constantly am walking around trying to protect it because I, I feel like this business takes it away from me or people try to take it away from me or change who I am or question who I am. And so it's just like constantly like trying to wrap myself in my own energy so no one can penetrate it. It's funny. I feel like sometimes the business looks at me and tells me who I am and I go, yes. oh, that's who I am. That oh, too. no. Like, and I go, well, because I don't want to let people down. Yeah, so like, so I hear like you. if I go yeah. on a podcast and they're like, uh, hey, we got Tito's for you, I'll be like, oh, okay. And then, and then I'm, but I'll be like, I'm not even fucking drinking right now, but I'll just yeah. drink. So I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Your knee jerk is never to go, wait, consult yourself. Be My careful. That's is, what Chris Farley did. And he's dead yeah. now. No, but so. yeah, but I, I don't have, I think he had a little more than that. No, yeah, for sure. But yeah. I think like in, in the SNL book, he does talk about like not wanting to let people down. He would go to parties. People would want him to be that version of himself yeah. because it's so fun. It's so exciting. But like sometimes you just have to be boring. And we experienced that on the road. Of, like people want us to come out and be like, the guys, we fuck girls and we're going to go out and we're going to find guys to fuck. But it's like, no, we're actually going to no. go home and sleep in our hotel so we can do our job well the next day. And it's I'm, not exciting. I'm and- fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by that because when I when I started this business, I would get my heart broken 
when my my stars didn't align with what I thought they were. Mm, like yeah. I remember finding out that Atel wasn't really drinking on stage. Oh yeah, and going like this. <gasps> why did Why did that cause that reaction? I don't know. I love wait the- wait. You know, wait, 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 I'm curious. Yeah. Like what What about it? Like what about that kind of like I made you go? There's, oh man, because it was. Uh, I, what did, did him drinking on stage symbolize? Like, what did it symbolize? It seems like, and I, I don't, obviously, I never will say a bad word about David Tell. He's my favorite comic oh, he's the best, yeah. in the world, in the world. But there's a little bit of a, there there was a little bit of a tightrope act. The fact that mm. he had a cocktail in his hand and, and is he at work or is he just partying? Or did he write these down or is he just thinking these? How does he have all these great jokes? Is he just perfect? And And right. then, and then when you, I remember we were in Miami and he brought us on stage to do a shot and uh and I did this shot of tequila and he went and we got off stage. He goes, Did you just do a real shot? And I went, Yeah. And he goes, No, 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 never do that. Now make a ginger ale helmet tequila. And I, oh. went, I went, What? I went, Hold on. Are you serious? And he goes, Yeah, yeah. Do I I do cold coffee. I tell him it's Jägermeister. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It just it was like all of a sudden, like I, the curtain pulled back and I went, you're just a regular dude like and you know people say you're just a regular dude you're not an alcoholic well, no, it, <laughs> well, he, he was i in all honesty i know he quit drinking yeah but he he didn't i remember him saying to me that weekend he was like hey i, I know we'll we'll go and party i'm gonna give you your night and i was <laughs> like i was like i appreciate it and he was sick and he was like it's just i'm not feeling good tonight i'm gonna go home and get, a, get some sleep but don't worry and then sunday night he was like okay let's do it and yeah. we went out and david tell and to be respectful, did not really party. Like he right. would go out and drink, but he didn't like party. He wasn't right. the life of a party, even remotely. He was like he didn't like people recognizing him. Yeah, like, right. Like it's to himself, he's yeah, very and, like. And I think I, I remember just being like, being like, oh, that's not what I thought it would be. Yeah. Oh, on stage, you see it, and so I think I, at a very early age, I remember Godfrey pulling me outside and he goes, "You got to figure out who you are on stage," and I was like. Why can't I just be me? And then and then me can write a joke like Todd Berry or write a thing like David Tell or tell a story. I remember thinking, like, why can't I just be me? But I but I was like, I was like, I gotta I I can't separate I can't separate the t- church and state. That's right. okay though. Some people can't. I mean, but you're putting you were putting the same pressure on David Tell that people now put on you. That I put on myself. Yeah. I put on myself. Like I like we just started going out to bars with people again mm-hmm. and and I, I i love it i love i love it i really love it people where you know or like fans you're talking fans. about fans i tell okay. the fans where i'm going right Aww. okay it was easier when i was doing smaller theaters now it's like it yeah it's like you're it, very famous what now. do you what do you love about it like what lights you up about it uh I, like uh Adoration. there's a lot there's a lot oddly enough there's a lot there's like i love when someone realizes who i am meaning meaning uh They're like it makes no, them happy no 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 meanings that they know that at heart i'm a podcast fan and i'm a comedy fan yeah and they just talk to me like regular yeah and all of a sudden you get into a, like a real conversation with like a fan i love those like where, where he goes he goes uh, i do too they're very goes, connected did you, did you listen to the new uh new fucking bonfire and i'm like wait what and he's like oh dude yeah you will love it like i love when people know that i am that guy i love i love when because you're seen you feel seen well yeah I, 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 I they know then i go you know me then i go i'm like wow you okay you know me um i love i love when uh, uh someone 
that you don't expect. Like, uh, uh, it's always like a single. I always think it's Isla. It's Isla, my youngest daughter. Mm -hmm. It's a little different of a person by herself or maybe with another friend who doesn't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. But she's into my stuff and she goes out to the bar and she's like, I don't really drink. This is my first drink. But oh. I just wanted to get a picture with you. And you go, God damn it, you're making my heart swell. Because yeah. I see, I see, I see Isla in so many of my of the female fans I have. Aww, and so sweet. like I love those. I love when you get like, I don't like the the dude who's like, hey man, take the shirt off. I don't like that guy. But yeah, I love the rude. guy. I love the guy who's like, do you mind if I take my shirt off? Yeah. And, then his, yeah. and then his chick's like, he never takes his fucking shirt off. He swims with his shirt on. <laughs> I love that. There's so many things that, to love yeah. about it. Well, about so you love the human experience. You love yeah. humanity. You love people's I love when stories. a dude puts his hand behind your back and his hand's shaking. I love it. It makes yeah, me go like, yeah, yeah. like, I love all of it. I love all of it. And most importantly, I love, I love when it's done and everyone's at the bar and you kind of know everyone. Because you've had you've taken a picture with everyone and you're having a drink and everyone's just kind of like, you know, it's spiritual. Yeah, it, yeah, you're coming together for this for this shared thing of like, let's just have fun. Let's I, just I've had enjoy. some really cool experiences partying and and I feel like and part of me when I did the driving tour when COVID was happening, I just felt like I wasn't connecting. Yeah, because you're but, too far away. Well, yeah, like yeah. I do a show and I'd be like, because I all my friends do a show and then they just sit in their green room. And then get in their car and then go back to the hotel. And I go, yeah. How the fuck? You know, like, there's so much energy. How do you? Where do you? What do you do with all that energy? Why not just go to a bar and yeah. then find the people? And then, oh, it's such a great. And as yeah. a, as a woman, I can see just how terrifying that could be. It could be. I did. I did that. I, I did the road. Uh, I've been doing the road solo for a little bit. And uh, where was I in uh, Portland? And uh, the last night I went yeah. out. And I was like, hey, I'm gonna go to this bar, and it was lovely there were people that like saw on instagram and they came they couldn't make it to the shows because they had to work and they were like and they just wanted a picture but but uh, it's to have human interaction is that's life-giving like that's 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 fuel it really is I, I, I portland was one of my favorite places to go we used to go to uh there was a strip club down the street they have great ones there. and when i had some of my favorite fucking times in there after a show it was just and this is way before any of that. I remember uh, Amy Schumer came out one night and we ended up going down to the strip club, me, her, and Mark Norman. This is before I knew who Mark Norman was. Oh, and well, we all Mark partied and all these people came and night. hung out with us. And and it was cool. And then everyone went back to my hotel room. Nice. And like people, fans of the, and a couple waiters and yeah. waitresses. And oh, that's I love, cool. I, the thing I love about stand up is like, is that's what the club atmosphere was like to get done and go out to yeah. a bar and hang out with people that just saw you and then, and in those in those formative years i remember just being like we were all fans of the same shit yeah like we all dug the same shit do you see the mma fight did you see uh oh uh, did you see this did and then and and so i that's what i love about this business yeah comedians are very accessible you like that's relate. why i like it i mean early on you're doing shows where chris rock is showing up jerry seinfeld is showing up i mean one of my favorite comedy memories is sitting at west side comedy club uh bill burr was doing a show there jerry seinfeld lives uptown and i was sitting there because i was like opening for bill burr just for that show only um and i don't want people to be like grinsing she's opening for bill burr um and bill burr is like is sitting next to me uh, and talking to me about how excited he is that Jerry Seinfeld's there to see him. And it was just like this row of people like Jerry Seinfeld for, there for Bill Burr, Bill Burr talking to me. And I was like, this is so cool. What a moment. And I loved 
how excited Bill Burr still was about comedy and still was was excited that Jerry was there. And I was so excited that Bill was there and that he was talking to me oh. just about comedy. Like, because I will sit and watch all my colleagues perform still. If I have time, I watch the show. I watch everyone's special. Everyone makes fun of me. I, I watch, watch everyone's, everyone's special. I watch everyone. everyone's specials. And I and I I, love and I, I look at the guys that don't. And look, some of the best comics in the world don't. Bill right. doesn't. I don't think Bill's ever watched anyone's. I don't think he's watched his own specials. But like, Damn. yeah, yeah like I, I watch he just, everyone. He's a he's a fucking outlier. He just does his thing and he's on his own thing. But um, like I, I watched when you guys sent me a link. I watched yours. Oh, that's when, really nice. Thank you. Got, when uh uh uh, someone just texted me this morning. I'm I'm, I'm I almost wanted him to say. I'll tell you exactly what it is because uh, it's it's a fucking great special. Um, and I texted him back so I texted him back so quickly. He emailed me. JF Harris. Oh, he's great. Yeah. I want, this is, I want people to understand. Jeff texted me, emailed me at 936. Okay. I replied to him at 950. And that's how much of a special I had watched. Like he was like, yeah, I got a new special. By the way, it's banging special. He opens up with fucking his first two minutes and 30 seconds. It's not out yet. No. So I'm not, I should wait till it's out. Yeah. First two minutes and 30 seconds had me laughing hard five times. And I went, wow. That's why I was watching mine. Because I was like, do I did I get anything right, to laugh? Right, right, right. Like, but, but then you go. Every comedian is different. Every comedian has different. They 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 have a long game with their special sometimes, and sometimes it's just joke, 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 and you're like, oh my god, you can't contain yourself. That's why yeah. I love comedy because everybody takes their own their own self to the game, you know. And, and, it's, and, they, and it's weird because as you grow, and I know you guys probably feel this is like there is a there is a a foot on both icebergs where you go. I got my fans. I'm performing for that's who's buying the tickets. I want to make sure they have a good time, but mm-hmm. I also want strangers to enjoy what I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a tough thing because that's where I'm at right now. Where I go, I think I have a couple jokes in there that aren't that great, but I wouldn't know because my fans love them. Like right. I can go, I can go Isla's a Isla dot dot dot, and then people go crazy. Right. But if you do that in a club, they're like, who the fuck? Who is, is Isla? that? Right. Yeah, we need that's context. Yeah. yeah, that's why when I'm working on stuff, I actually don't like to be on the road because I don't want the benefit of anyone knowing who I am. So right now I'm just like in clubs, like I mean, just eating shit for a couple weeks until I get a sense of what the new set is going to look like. You know, you know, there's people that can't do that. What, what do you mean? There's, I can't. There's, there's I, comics, I, I use the comics road. that can't. I use that, the road to, because I trust no, no, my audience. No, no, meaning there are comics that can't bomb, meaning. If they bomb, it destroys them. Yo, yeah. Oh, men? It, yeah. <laughs> I want to just, I want to give you names right now. It, there are comics I've seen. Because they don't have a good sense of self. So a bomb can really alter that. Listen, a, as a an bomb, unlikable person, can... I bomb in life a lot. So I'm very comfortable bombing on stage. I'm very used to people. Oh, yeah. We've been in meetings where looking at me like, with dead eyes going, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Bitch. Yeah. So I'm very used to that. I got so comfortable in failure. I got so That's comfortable amazing. in failure that I almost success made me very uncomfortable. Like and like I like any sort of form of success. I started going like, wait, this is what I'm used to. Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, because I, I mean, there is a, there is a, a very warm blanket in a bombed audition, and you just go, I'm going home to my house. I'm gonna get fucking. I'm gonna get a tall beer and fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, oh, I'll yeah. tell you what. I don't have to do. I don't have to go in for a callback tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, there is a. <laughs> there is a. You take that script and you throw it away when you leave the building. You're oh. like. 
Never fucking looking at that line again. <laughs> I haven't funny. auditioned in so fucking long. I love auditioning. Do you really? I love it. I I hated it with a passion. I Why? hate it too. Oh, it was the worst sir. It is the worst version of me ever. <laughs> That's so funny. It is the worst version of me. It's it's whoo. It's it's hard for you to relax and be yourself. Like No, it's uh it's um I it's uh I, it's panic. It's panic, Bert. It's like, uh, oh, it's just bad. It's I like, get so angry that I have to prove myself to someone who, like, I'm like, you don't fucking know me. You don't know what I do. You know, I'm like, I, like, it's just like in a moment. I'm like, I'm not gonna do this well. Like, I'm yeah. not. I'm. This is not gonna be the the best version of myself, even if I know ultimately I can do it. Which is weird because I ace job interviews. Job interviews is the best you're gonna see me. Auditions is the worst you're gonna see uh, me. Wow. General meetings. Yeah. yeah general meeting i can sell i i i i you sell I, milk to a cow i excel in a general meeting mm-hmm. um no stakes it's just something your agent sent you on to keep you occupied oh, i've gone <laughs> to in, make you think that they're doing stuff you're right I, Ooh, love, in general. <laughs> I love a general meeting I've, i mean i've you like talking to people i love talking like, and but, i love like genuinely and i love reading someone yeah and i love figuring out what they'll like and i love Oh, I love That's a good fine. It's meeting. a little puzzle. Yeah. Oh, and I, I love having. I, I love when it's a soft general. No, don't you don't even need anything to pitch. Yeah. I love. Ha- I love. Then that's when I come to my I... most creative, and I come up with ideas where I'm like, yes. Um, but an audition. Oof. I'll tell you where. Like now that we're sharing, I'm sharing the worst versions of me. I shared this with someone the other day. I performed in Knoxville uh, this weekend. I never thought I would ever perform in Knoxville because that's where Travel Channel was based out of. Okay. And uh, and I shared it on stage. I got emotional on stage and said, uh, when I when I was, I'd work in Knoxville and I'd drive to go to Scripps to shoot. And uh, this kid was like, um, our PA was like, I mean, you should do stand up in Knoxville. And I was like, that, that's never going to happen. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, it could. And I was like, sorry, that's that's my number that got doxxed. Oh yeah, they just FaceTime me nonstop. Jesus. And so, um, just shut the laptop, Halston. So I said to the kid, I was like, actually, I can almost guarantee you every money that I'll ever make in my life that I'll never work in Knoxville. He's like, Kevin Hart works in Knoxville. I was like, we're a little different. And then I worked in Knoxville, <laughs> right? And and then and then I got fired from Travel Channel, or let, not not my contract wasn't renewed, but the person that told it to me was uh, worked Travel Channel, worked at Scripps, worked Travel Channel. And someone said, how did that conversation go? And I, it was so bad. I feel bad for the woman that had to fire me because I... Your team didn't tell you? I, they told you directly? She called me directly. Damn. Wow. Usually your team does it and they fluff you up a little and they... Nope. She what called did me they directly. say? She said, uh, she said, hey, she she took me to a... Um, she took me to a meet... I was I was in an overall deal at, at Travel Channel, mm-hmm. and so um, I think my deal was probably coming up soon. And we went to l- lunch to figure out what, what what I could do for the network or what I wanted to do for the network. And I had a bunch of pitches and I had a bunch of ideas. And she was like, "Great!" And I, I think she just was like, "I don't know, Birth Conqueror is not my thing." I think they were also going paranormal. And then there's oh, like okay. there's a bunch right. of things that it was no fault of her own yeah. for letting me go. I think she just was like, I don't need another fat white guy on our network. Right. Oh, that's all we have. Right. And so, um, and 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 I was not being myself. I was not being my me. I was being who I thought they wanted me to be. Right. 
And she was like, so, I remember I could tell you what street I was on. I was walking. Uh, I had a vasectomy plan for that day. And we were we were tearing down our house Damn. and uh, and rebuilding the old house. And um, she said, hey, it's dot, dot, dot. Uh, I said, hey, how you doing? And I was like, oh, this is good. She's calling me. She's like, hey, I just wanted to inform you that we are not going to renew your contract. And I was like, I she, was, she was like the president. She was like the president of the network. And I was like, okay. And she was like, uh, you know, I think you had a good run for the net at the network, but uh, you know, it's not the direction we want to be heading in these days. And I was like, okay. And then she was ready to hang up and it, but it was happening too fast for me. Right. And so I was like, well, okay, well, I just want to appreciate, I just want to tell you, I appreciate you taking me lunch the other day. And it's like, okay. And I was like, and I just want to say, you know, I really, I really had a great, and by the way, I had a great time working at Travel Channel, but she just became president. I never worked with her. Okay. I just, I went to lunch with her once. Uh-huh. So I had no connection with the woman. Right. But I'm talking to her about my experience there, but she wasn't there when my experience was happening. Right. So, so the, I'm the just, closure is not really. I'm looking for closure and it's not happening. And she's, you can see her like literally she's going like, and I was like, I just want you to know that like, I don't want to work anywhere else. And she was like, okay. Well, and I was like. And I was like, and I and I've gotten offers, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, well, other so people bad. want me, so you're jumping me, but just you wait. And and you'll see. And but <laughs> oh, and, but if, but I, my my home is Travel Channel. Like, look at you guys like family, and I just want you to know that if I ever have ideas, I, I'm gonna bring them to you first. Yeah, and she yeah. was like, uh huh, uh huh. She was but... like, someone fucking hit me in the head with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. Get this guy with the fucking phone. <laughs> I feel so bad. And then and so then I was. And then my, my fucking my cameraman's the most broken dude I know. <laughs> nice, but he's like I'd he just he him. is he is, and but he's so blunt. So yeah, blunt. yeah. So I tell that story in our green room in Knoxville, and he's like, "You should be sending her bottles of champagne every month. She got you out of something that was not meant. You should be thanking her." Right. He's like, "You used to come to Knoxville to do some shit job at Scripps. You just sold out two shows at the same place Kevin Hart played." Yeah. And he goes, "You need to be." Set, and I was like, God damn it, I should send her a bottle. That's yeah. incredible. Change the way you think about it. Yeah. I want to send her. She just uh she just le- uh left tra- Travel Channel yesterday. Where'd yesterday. she go? Do you know where she went? Started her own production company. I should send her a bottle of champagne. Oh, you should. You, you should. should. I should send her a bottle of champagne and say, These this is the best thing that will ever happen to you. Yeah. yeah. Transition yeah. change is great. Yeah. No, yeah, we were we nice. were fired from Lifetime. Oh, and boy. uh my idea was to series. send we had a straight to series. Yeah, I wanted deal. to send what? them a funeral arrangement and say sorry for your loss. Yeah. That was Wait, my what idea. Ha- what happened with we, Lifetime? I mean, we, our, this was we, years had a, ago. we had a general with them. Uh we had a general with a lot of people. And then our agent calls us and they were almost confused too. And they're like, hey, Lifetime wants to offer you like a 20 episode direct straight to series deal. And we're like, what? And they're like, yeah, I know. It's whatever. I'm like, okay. And then so we started working on the show. And then there was just so many miscommunications. I still don't know where the fuck the miscommunications happened. But uh, we were working on ideas, pitching like concepts and, and segments and stuff. And they, you could tell we went in the president's office to pitch it or to talk, to talk. We didn't know it was a formal pitch. She was appalled. It was as if she was expecting an elementary school to come out and sing a choir song and a bunch of strippers just came out and spread their pussy. Like she, 
I, she looked like she saw a ghost and I was like, this really? is not going to work. Well, it's like speaking of people like expecting you to be a certain version of yourself. They didn't know us. They just they, they just want just knew the podcast. They were thinking hot. of us as if we were some kind of like generic feminist types and we were going to come on and do, you know, a show about how to be a fucking boss, babe. Yeah. And, you know, that girls can throw baseballs, too. And we were pitching like comedians. I yeah. mean, one of the segments, we were going hard. One of the segments, ask a Muslim, ask a Muslim. So, we don't. We it can't was approved, but at the time the we act- pitched to Lifetime a uh, a, a, a thing called <laughs> pit, called Ask a Muslim Faggot. <laughs> she Where almost diarrheaed her pants because I was like, you- no, I was like. It Everybody's was- gonna come to, to to a comedian friend, and they're gonna they're gonna say what their problem is, and it's gonna be stupid. And then he's gonna say how he was kicked out of his home. And all, yeah, like all, it's basically like a struggle off comedian of like, who is Muslim and right and, and gay who who was okay with. It. Yeah, <laughs> she looked like her asshole fell out of her body. Like yeah. she when when really? we said that, right. I was so excited for her reaction. <laughs> she hated it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, not surprising I when you think so about funny. it. But you know we're we're always like of the of the school of thought like pitch something and then they can pull it back a little right. bit. But we put it was too it was too. I was talking to Tommy the other day about our families and the fragility of life. I don't need to go into too much detail, but how loss just shows up. And on that note, it makes so much sense that people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a bit off every month? to protect the ones you love. If you're asking yourself this question right now, choose Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for 3 million in coverage or less, you just need a few minutes and a phone or laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithm works in real time, so you'll find out instantly if you're approved. If you prefer to talk to a person, their team of licensed agents doesn't work on commission, so they're gonna help you and not try to upsell you, no hidden fees. Cancel at any time. Get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. And Ladder's policies are issued by insurers with long, proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A-plus by AM Best. And finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now is the time to get it off your list. Go to ladderlife.com slash Burt today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash Burt. Ladderlife.com slash bird. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2022, why are you still paying insane amounts of money each month for wireless? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. I love Mint Mobile because of the savings. Our service is just as good, if not better, at a fraction of the cost. It's an absolute no-brainer. For people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. By going online and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep the same number along with all your existing contacts. With Mint Mobile, choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you and stop paying for the data that you never use. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash BERT. That's mintmobile.com slash BERT. 
cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Burt. The nail in my coffin at Travel Channel was the final season of Burt the Conqueror. There was no president, so no one gave notes. Yeah. <laughs> so I shot a full season. Nice. With no notes. What? And it was, was I think it was some of the better television I've ever done yeah, in my course. life. Of course of it course. was. I mean, I ruptured a testicle and uh, nice. going off a slide at... Do you ever, do you ever hear, do you ever hear, what's the name of that place? Action Park? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Action Park's Sounds in New fun. Jersey and it was <gasps> called Class Action Park. It was called Traction Park <laughs> oh. because so many people got hurt there. Literally like four people died at this water park. Oh. It was the most dangerous. Johnny Knoxville did a movie about it. It's the most dangerous park in the world. So I go off a slide, a 30 foot fucking slide that drops oh. you into the water, land on my testicle, oh. rupture my testicle. Oh. And I go and I go with the camera crew. And I go, something's going on with my testicle. So we go in, and I'm too fat to see my balls, okay? Nice. Wow. So I can't see my balls. So I said, give me, the, can't, give me the monitor, and then you shoot my testicles, and I'll see my balls on the monitor. And okay. it, as we're doing that, these two high school girls oh, no. walk in, and they work for Action Park. They're like, well, one might be older than high school, but one's definitely high school. And they're like, we work for the park. Oh. Uh, we need to see what happened. And I went, I said, I, I'm not going to show you what happened. And they said, sir, it's our job. We need to see the affected area. I said, it's my testicle. And she, goes, she goes, I said, I said, it's my testicle. And she goes, I, I don't care. And I said, uh, everyone keep cameras rolling, please. I, I'm not going to show my testicles to someone in high school. I mean, yeah. I assume they're in high school. Right. And they're, they're, it's, you can see the video. It's out Either there. Anyway, it's a girl. Get out of here. And so, and so, and she's like, I work for the park. <laughs> it's the job. In order to, in order for, and she was just like a girl who maybe had too much authority over the summer talking to kids younger than her. And now she was talking to me and she was going to do her job. <laughs> and, and I was not getting in the way. And so I said, cool. So I showed her my dick and balls. Scarter and she went, for life. And she saw a testicle that had been, it was like the size of a grapefruit. And she went, sir, you need to go to the hospital. And she just walked out. <laughs> and I went, and we got that all on camera, all on camera. Perfect. Aired it all on camera. It aired on the network. A, a, a girl going, you need to go to the hospital. I just walked out. And I go, looks like we're going to the hospital. She dropped out of her gifted classes. That like changed it, her life. It was, it was the, it was the greatest episode. I had a, a mental breakdown on a ride with a child one time. What? And I fucking fell apart crying. Why did you cry? I was just, uh, it was the day after I fucking blew out my test score. Uh, and so I, I had gone through all that. I watched a woman die that night. What? Bert, you have a very Wait, intense at, life. at the park? I go, to the, I go to the hospital and, uh, oh, oh. I go to the hospital and I they can't get my blood pressure down because I'm, I'm I've been hurt and I've been partying and I'm, I'm skipping my blood pressure medications. Oh, that too. Yeah. So I'm, uh, and and she's like, I can't let you leave until we get your blood pressure down. And I'm like, and then that gets it sends it through the roof. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I take a Xanax and then they they take me out of my room and they sit me on it in a chair to wait to take my blood pressure. And I'm like, I just took a Xanax. I'm be fine. And they bring in this old woman. She's in a wheelchair, and she says she's crying. And I'm like, this is before, you know, it's funny, but this is before pandemic. So that is when you didn't have a problem touching people, right. especially yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. And she said, uh, and I, and I said, are you okay? She said, I'm, I'm dying. And I said, yeah, I think we all are. And she said, no, I'm dying. I'm dying now. And I don't have anyone. Oh I'm God. alone. And I was like, oh my God. And, and I, I I think I held her hand. I want to say I did because I think I'm a good person, but like all I know is it really affected me. 
I went home that night and thank God I'd been on a Xanax. My blood pressure had been through the roof. Right. I went to the hotel that night and I was just like, I was like, so that's how it ends for some people. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just holding the hand of some fucking stranger middle comic. <laughs> just like some comic, just holding some stranger's hand. And I, it fucked me up. So the next day they put me on this, this ride is like the number one free fall ride. Oh, Jesus it's like Christ. it's like and it's like five 480 feet it's at it's uh it's in new jersey and i oh my god and the, and the drop is it's the best ride in the world the free fall yeah is so long that it doesn't feel like it's ever going to catch you cool that sinking stomach drop feeling i love that yeah, oh, yeah. i love it so fun and i just got caught off guard and i started sobbing crying yeah your heart was open i'm Wide. sitting next to this little girl <laughs> that's so funny i couldn't stop crying i couldn't stop crying oh my god but like but that was the show and then i think the poor president this network inherited that show and she's like this is not what we're making (laughs) that sounds great to me that That jersey episode was a good episode my opening read was uh we're in new jersey like they give me a read and i just i'd rewrite them i go jersey's like a fat ass not everyone's into it but if you are you love it yeah and i was like maybe it's like maybe it's more like big tits and you hear my cameraman go i'm not I'm not sure that's the read they're looking for. And then it just <laughs> cuts into Jersey. It was a great fucking episode. As a girl from Jersey, I, I think that's a great read. <laughs> Jersey is like, Jersey's fucking awesome. Jersey's the best. What? Jersey is. When everyone shits on it, I just sit back and go, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you how great it is because yeah. I don't want you fucking there. I yeah, feel that way about Florida. It. I feel the way about Florida. Florida is fucking awesome. You know, Andrew Florida's Schultz a wild went to Florida place. and I got so jealous. I got so jealous. I went, you're gonna tell everyone how great this is yeah (laughs) boats every day and 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 fucking going out in miami and fucking wearing shirts that are loose fitting and breeze and hot hot breeze and i've clear water and miami's incredible i love yeah florida yeah it's a special place i love ohio too oh that's i don't hear that often (laughs) Uh, well you know i it's i think it's because formative years as a comic there were so many clubs there. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a, a great, bone. like Columbus Funny, a great place Columbus to funny do bone. comedy. Yes. Dayton Funny Bone. Yeah. yeah Cincinnati it's a good Funny Bone. Place. Cleveland Improv. Yeah. Um, they had Liberty. Hilarity. They, mm. hilar- they have so many clubs there yeah. that you could go to Ohio and work so much. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You ended up falling in love with the fucking state. I like Columbus a lot. I just know a lot of people from Ohio. There's a very specific type of man from Ohio, and I've dated several versions of this (laughs) man from Ohio. And speaking of broken men, like I'm actually concerned that something is going on in Ohio that we don't know about. Yeah, like something in the water. There's a darkness in men from Ohio that has uh, shook me to my soul. Really? Yeah. And it's the same. Oh, I know. I know. What is it? In multiple people. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I I I I'm trying to think of. Do you know guys like that from Ohio? I, I'm I'm I know a couple. Yeah, that's so funny you say that. Yeah, I've talked about it on Guys We Fucked a lot because it's like it's truly traumatized. What is me. that? I don't know. So wait, that's fascinating. Go through other states. Can you name what type of guy comes from? Like Texas. What's a Texas? I dated guy a guy. Like? The There's guy who broke my heart and that guys we fucked is based off of is from Texas. He's different. He the, the the problem that I find with guys from Texas is that is how they believe women should behave. And he is not like this is like a feminist person. Um, but there is still like I was too much for him. My my New Jersey existence, like I was too much myself. So there's that southern. 
uh, like pulling back the fullness of who you are, which just goes against New Jersey and oh, everything yeah. that I am. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I so, felt like I was always embarrassing him in public. And honestly, like, as like, I'm not an embarrass you in public type you're of not person. Not just gal at all. Yeah. I'm like pretty quiet in real life. Like, yes, I might get in a fight publicly, but like, I'm not like a person who's always getting in fights publicly. Like if, if I get in a fight, uh, it, there's a reason I'm getting in a fight and it's because no one else is going to get in the fight that's necessary to have. But it's not like, I mean, this is happening like, you know, once every couple of years. This is not like I'm going to bars and getting in yeah. fist fights or something. So then what country, like if you had to say there would be one country where the perfect guy lives like could you could you country like because because guys could do this we can do this and i've done this before where you go uh if i could if if you could date a girl from any country what country would you want her to be from yeah it's like i couldn't date a french chick so the accent drives me nuts really like, yeah it's, oh, it I makes it sound it. like they're fucking like they like it's almost like you're talking to a child you know and kind of and they're like oh can I try these? Yeah. And, uh, whatever. Uh, that's that's not even French. But like. <laughs> but they're very like, uh, well, how you say. Uh, like they're very yeah, yeah, it's, uh, whimsical with I, their you know inflection. I'm just, thinking of, I'm just thinking of Pulp Fiction when she goes, I want to get pancakes. I do not know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is Zeb? Zeb's dead. Oh, can we take his bike? Um, <laughs> but like I, I want like. When you think of like, so so I think the ideal thing for most guys is these Scandinavian women, right? Really? Well, I felt I think, like I Brazil, think... I was thinking. Oh, what's a Scandinavian okay, okay, woman? Okay, this Wait, is what's a, a very woman? different blonde, direction Blonde, though. blue eyes, big tits. Yeah, the Swedish bikini team. Oh. But then you meet a girl from like Denmark and they're a little thicker and they're a little more like butchish and they're like, uh, nice. they're like no, we can fuck anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember meeting those girls and it was like almost like, when I met him in real life in college, I was like, oh, that's not what I was into. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a socialism to them that you're like, you're like, I'm, I think I'm looking for something a little more unique. Right. Um, Like, Australian girls are like, you better like to fuck girls with calluses on their hands. What? Because they're like. <laughs> okay. And by the way, and I've never had a sexual experience, but that's just my takeaway. Right, yeah. right, like, right, right. All right, mate, give me the cock. I'll yeah. fucking jack it off for you. All right, let's go down and let's uh, fucking jack it off. Uh, like, uh, so like when you think of guys, that's that's how we think of well, guys. Think will stereotype countries of women. Yeah. How do you stereotype countries like of men? British? British guys are very like meek and very like mm, they're like they always start apologizing for being the way, and it's like I'll fucking have an opinion. Yeah, Italian yeah. guys so that's are always why. full of shit, but <laughs> I love it. I just think like I'm a very like aver- this is like wild stereotypes just going, but you know a lot of women like talk about liking European men, and I go I would never trust anything this person said to me. <laughs> uh, Israeli dude is very, like, very smooth, very touchy-feely, even with, like, everybody. Like, really? Israeli guys are very hands-on. And they say, like, my, my trainer's Israeli, and she say, like, they'll call, the, the vernacular they use with each other is, like, my love, my life. Like, the, the words they use in Hebrew mean my life. Hello, my life. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I like My boyfriend's Israeli, and much. he's not like that at all. He's, he's Israeli, for me, is just, like, you break a razor in a hotel room, and you, then you break something, like, you break a vase to make up for the razor that was a dollar ninety nine that you broke. That's just that like, Florida anger, though. Just like anger, com- it's Israeli. It's like the Israeli coming out of nowhere. Like my it's first experience, hot anger. My first experience with Israeli dudes in general was moving to New York, and Dave Attell, his version of is of representing them on stage. Oh yeah, like like that was the only. That's all I knew about Israeli dudes. 
I don't know that many Israeli dudes, but wait, keep going. So, well, so Israel, like, like, have you ever, you have you ever been to Israel? Mm -hmm. I was like, because it's the only place that's more stressful than New York. Uh, just like people yelling at each other in the market, just truly yell, le yelling, yelling, really, and like, anger. To, to get food at from a, a restaurant, like people will cut in front of you, so you have to like basically oh, aggressively shit. push someone in front of the way. Oh, Otherwise, you're oh. not getting food. That okay, day. okay, okay. I, uh. I did. I've never been to Israel, but I did live in Hollywood, where Hasidic <laughs> Jewish people are. Oh, yeah. Are like, where, where I moved to Brooklyn and but right in a neighboring neighborhood, and they don't like people that aren't them. <laughs> I mean, it was. I had some of the most like. First of all, lines don't exist to them. They just literally walk in front of you, and then yeah. like what? And you're just like, <laughs> yep. they, they, and they look at you like yeah. this is cool, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, smash your pass. I'll name a country, and you just say, uh, you say. I, 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 based off of nothing, nothing. Yeah. based yeah. off yeah. of like, yeah, caricatures ba in TV shows. <laughs> yeah, based off of, based off of I'm nothing. I'm probably going to okay? say smash to everything. Um, let's do uh, countries. I, got, I just got a globe, highly recommend, by the way. Oh, they're all Dude, smart, I bought an educational globe and I just stare at it all the time and I'm like, I didn't know half this shit was here. Can I tell you? It's a lot of countries, man. A globe is super fucking fun. So it's is really a map. cool. Like, I, I can see a map and just be like, <laughs> so. Like, it's really just cool. The whole world. But when you have a globe, the whole world is right there. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, you, oh, yeah. the relation, the distance between countries and the, oh, Wait, my God. Wait, before we pull up this list of countries, have you guys been watching Pam and Tommy at all? No, I but we, we were just talking we're about just it last talking about night. It. We yeah. need to watch it. Wait, who are you talking with? It? Uh, a woman, the woman we're writing a show with. Is, what did she say about it? She was she's into it. We were talking about but how she, iconic they were. And she was conflicted too. That's what we were talking about right. because she was because Pamela didn't like yeah. actual Pamela Anderson. Right. And I'm like, oh, but I like her. And if she doesn't like it, I, I don't want I, from a, like a from a woman's perspective, she was it, she was bothered that Pam wasn't okay with it. I have to make a public apology to both Pam and Tommy. Uh oh. Because Why? because I I was the thing I was the you bad the part of the of of, of society. Like where the tape came out, I'm the oh. guy who watched it. I'm the guy who made jokes about it. Okay. I'm the guy like I made a joke on on VH1 about it. Um, oh right. Like yeah, I yeah. made a joke on VH1 about it. Like uh, I I I liked Tommy. I idolized him. I was like, oh, he's got a big dick and all the things that like Pam that really hurt Pam. Yeah. And I want and you watch her be hurt. I was I was that energy. I, yeah. I was I was a part of that energy. The, the everyone was. I think everyone yeah. owes her an apology. Because they weren't when they're saying these things, they weren't thinking of a woman who got hurt and felt violated. That's not what's on the yeah. top of your mind. The top of your mind is, ooh, what's a good angle here? Where do I want to make the joke? Like that's yeah. So it's a totally yeah, we different. Did, we did. Uh, I, I did a. Uh, well, I mean, I'm no point in saying the joke again. But it was <laughs> right, just like, right. you have to but, apologize. Uh, but it was like, and it murdered on VH1. Damn. And it was Mark Maron's TV show. Never mind the Buzzcocks. And it murdered, and it gave me a great appearance. And then I, they brought me back for to do more episodes. And and then I look and I go, and I was working with Pam Anderson's friend. Pam mm. Anderson's friend was on the show with me, Molly something. And and I and now I just look back and I'm watching this, and I'm like kind of devastated at how how women were portrayed if you did certain things at certain times in this yeah. country you were portrayed as a slut mm -hmm. and if you were a slut you had no rights yeah yeah and then and then i look at like amber rose doing the slut shaming walk the yeah the slut walk yeah the, the anti-slut slut shaming walk it, yeah. <laughs> yeah we just walk sluts, sluts around slut. and show what sluts they Shame are sluts. but it's but it's like and then you start going oh i ah that's so funny how deaf i was to what was going on 
I I would I would hope that Pam would I, I can see how this would be a tough series for her to watch, but she should know that she comes out I think a lot of people come out realizing how empathetic they should have been. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was really crazy. That's always good. That's good. Yeah, society does culture I, the way I they I love behave. Tommy. I love Tommy. I've always loved Tommy. Yeah. But I love Tommy. And, and this sounds horrible, but I love Tommy because of that tape. Mm. Why? Why because do you? Because of his dick? Cool, it was a cool tape. He's like, big dick. He seemed like a fun guy. Yeah. He seemed like a guy like to have smoked cigarettes and drink beers. And he was a drummer. He had millions of dollars. He had cool cars. Yeah, he yeah. He had guns. Yeah. Like, I liked, I liked, so like, the thing, the very end of this. I mean, you should watch it yourself. But like, yeah, yeah, I want to. that 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 tape put him on a pedestal. Of course, I actually and then knocked her down. Yeah, knocked her down professionally. Yeah, now, I, right. I I I would I would argue that I'm always a Pam. Pam Anderson is the number one bad bitch across yes, the board. Cool. That is the number one across the board. Pam Anderson. She is in the. I will put her Marilyn Monroe. Pam Anderson. Uh. Anna Nicole Smith, just women that were like, just fucking icons, yeah, right, icons, and 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 I don't know if that tape solidified that in my head or or, or but it didn't hurt it, yeah, because I saw that tape and I was like, that was like whoa, but it's insane. It's the it's. I never watched of, the tape. You never watched the tape. I never watched the celebrity sex tape. You never watched any of them. No, I, I don't know why. Of them. I don't know why. I think I watched parts of the Kim K one. I watched Kim K. Yeah, I before I knew like, who she was. Yeah, yeah, pieces of like One Night in Paris that I've seen. I like. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, Part of me feels bad because right. I because I've I've like I've sent I don't really send nudes and videos and stuff, but like I have before, mm -hmm. and I'm like, ah oh, man, if those got. I would feel violated, so I don't want to watch somebody else. Can I tell you? Can I, violation. can I tell you though? And I'm trying to speak from the the idiot side, like if. I'm being you can just say candid. how you feel. You don't have to say yeah, the right okay. thing. I know, but but like so, like okay, if if I got a text from, I'm assuming I'd get it from Luis J. Gomez, and <laughs> just saying, hey, guess what? There's nudes. Uh, there's nudes up of either of you, right? right. Yeah. I'm, oh yeah, you would definitely get that text from Luis. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I, I fucking love Luis, but but like, but I I would I have to say this honestly, I would definitely look at them. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I I don't think it would. It would never change the way I looked at you, and I would never want really? it. Really? Never, never. I, 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 but I think that I, by, I saw Ari Shafir's balls once, and it changed the way I looked at him. Oh, really? <laughs> Not in a bad way, but yeah. just like, wow, I've seen your balls. Well, yeah, every time I see Ari, I go, oh, I know what your yeah, balls exactly. look like. Yeah. That's more what it is. Every time oh. I see him, I'm like, I know what your balls look like. <laughs> well, I think that's. I think that's. I would. I, if I nudes of me got leaked, I would feel. Um, I would definitely be, and I, I know I say that you can see me naked online anywhere. I was gonna say, aren't yeah, yeah. you're nude. All yeah, time. I don't know why I'm saying that. I, it's so funny. I, <laughs> but it was, it was your dick. Is there a picture of your dick yeah, online? I was like, fully nude. Sure there is. Really? I'm sure there is. Okay, well then you know. got nothing to hide. No, I'm not gonna say. See if you can find me naked. But I'm, I'm certain. I did one uh, Facebook Live one Wait, time. Can I look for it? Yeah, of course. I'll text you one. <laughs> 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 I texted one to Shane nice. Gillis the other day. And dudes he, text nudes to each other. Uh, well, I think it it warranted the Me whatever the chat thread was. <laughs> it was uh, I don't know. It was something he called me. I'm sure he called me gay. And I said, uh, then if we're gay, then you need to see this. And he was <laughs> on a funny. he was on a plane. Oh boy! And he opened it up in front of the person next to him. Nice. And he was like, Oh, oh my god! That's Perfect. Really Bert Kreischer naked images. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm not seeing. 
Things blurred uh, out. There's one. There's one where. Oh, one. Oh, no. That's blurred out. The picture from the Houston Improv is the one Maybe that I sent Shane the other day. Dip. You can see this one was. Not a lot. I was on a Facebook Live. Okay. And I didn't. I didn't know <laughs> that. The, oh. You see it? You didn't know that water no, was clear? <laughs> yes, this is the different one. Hot Summer Nights Tour Returns. Oh, wait. Oh, no, it is blurred out. It's blurred out with something that looks like a dick. <laughs> and so I just was doing a Facebook Live, and I did not know. I put the camera up, and I said, I'm naked in my pool, and they go, I don't believe you. And I said, no. So there was a shadow, and I thought the shadow was the ledge, so I thought you couldn't see. So I just backed up a little so you could see right, right there. But right. What I was seeing was the shadow on my waist, not realizing I'm fully naked, flexing <laughs> and answering questions. And everyone's like, bro, I see your dick. Amazing. And 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 it's and it be a dick is buoyant. So it's right, pointed it's at the camera. So it's like I you can't really tell how Join long an arrow is if it's coming at you. So that's it <laughs> looked Uncle horrific. Sam it looked horrific. <laughs> if you want a good cigar, then go to a good cigar shop. But if you want the best premium cigars and cigar accessories at the lowest prices. You have to go to Famous Smoke Shop. Famous Smoke Shop is currently in their 83rd year of business and is the largest American-owned online cigar business in the U.S. Famous Smoke offers the authentic cigar shop experience, which includes decades' worth of knowledge of cigars, a huge selection of premium cigars, and low prices every cigar enthusiast loves. Famous Smoke Shop, I have two of them sitting right there, is offering huge deals on a wide variety of cigars. Choose from over a 1,000 different brands from highly rated classics to everyday smokes, including Romeo y Julieta, Monte Cristo, Acid, Macanudo, or Arturo Fuente. Arturo Fuente. Famous Smoke Shop has a cigar for every budget and every level of experience, from beginners to cigar aficionados. Every purchase is backed by their 30-day famous freshness guarantee, so you'll know your cigar will ship fast and be ready to smoke. Quality is guaranteed. I'm telling you, there's nothing better than getting a a pack from them of of knowing what you like, going to them, getting what you like, having it sent to your door, and knowing it will be fresh. And I've got I'm, my dad's in town, so we've been smoking. Oh, what's what's the ones we opened last night? They're nice. They're really nice. Oh, I think I my left them outside. Here's an exclusive offer for my listeners: go to famous-smoke.com and use the code Bert to save twenty dollars off your purchase of a hundred dollars or more. Explore their wide range of fresh cigars and accessories by going to famous-smoke.com. Get your favorite cigars or cigar gifts delivered straight to your door by going to famous-smoke.com and using the code BERT. Remember, use the code BERT for $20 off your purchase of $100 or more at famous-smoke.com. I'm really excited for this. You can't take the kid out of Gary, Indiana, but why would you? In Bust Down, Peacock's new original comedy series, Four friends working at a Midwestern casino are aspire, aspiring to be mostly where they are. Created by and starring Jack Knight, Langston Kerman, Sam Jay, and Chris Red, Bust Down is inspired by the crew's real-life chemistry, conversations, and friendships. The result is an irreverent, offbeat, unpredictable swirl of hijinks and absurdity. The friends navigate obstacles and opportunities in and out of the workplace, including, but not limited to, climbing a very short career ladder, fending off horny church ladies, and hiding from your best friend during a fist fight at the fondue factory. In a moment where everyone has something to say, the four friends relish 
saying not much of anything or alternatively, the dumbest thing possible. I am so excited for this series. I absolutely love these guys. Bust Down is streaming right now, only on Peacock. Jennifer Lawrence had nudes that right. were made right. of hers. Oh, and you I know what? I, my boyfriend and I got in a big fight about Jennifer Lawrence's nudes because uh, I he wanted to look at them, and I was and I was still in that space of if my nudes got leaked, I felt feel extremely violated. Now I'm not. I don't feel that way, but that's just how I felt at the time. Um, and uh, I would I would feel violated. I, I would like I don't know. It's funny. I, I wouldn't feel like I was violating you. Right. Like if 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 I got that text and I, I would be like, oh well, yeah yeah definitely. I wouldn't feel like I was violating you, but I don't, but I also you, respect you, you guys. Be. So like, You wouldn't be, though. Well, that, I'm just curious. It's fine. Like, I, I don't think it's nothing wrong with looking at a, a leaked nudes. I, it's fine. I think, it, I feel like it's a violation still if the person who was, it's if it's my news and I don't want them leaked and then people are looking at them. I mean, that's not. If it was, yeah, if it was something that was like leaked in malice. Oh, that's so gross to me. Well, that's why. And, I mean, and, like, and we know dudes that have done that. And it's like, I feel fucking Ooh. hate you and i yeah. want you to drive your car off a cliff yeah so i don't want anybody like relishing in this bad person i think it's also illegal act. now here in california revenge there's there's revenge, a, porn. revenge yeah, yeah. porn laws and i think california is usually always like the first state to uh have laws that are very progressive as far as like animal cruelty and stuff like that and i think revenge porn too because it was a uh, like Black China, I think, was going through something mm. with revenge oh, with porn Rob, and yeah, Rob yeah. Kardashian. Well, but now, yeah. like, like I, I really only send nudes to one guy who's a comic. And but when I sent it to him, I was like, in my head, I was like, these, I kind of want him to leak them. <laughs> Who is a comic? Yeah, dance owner. <laughs> See, oh. I know a comic has showed nudes of me to another comic, and then like they're high level. And now when I see, like, I just know it happened. I think Dan's too respectful to because show it's my like news, changed the way this. Per I can see it in the person's eyes. Like I know, and I piece things together from like Instagram. And I was like, I don't like hugely care, but I'm like, that's just was kind of shitty. I'll tell you what it is. It's a weird. It is a. It is a weird boy flex. <laughs> that, that where you go like as a grown man yeah if you go uh take a look at her first and foremost i go i don't believe you actually got that picture right, right i believe right. you downloaded it off the internet and said <laughs> so take a look at her i might start doing that i'm gonna take a picture i'm gonna take one of uh like a picture of some perfect like chick a and go on the beach and go, yeah. said that to me the other yeah. day and then be like what because it's a weird flex and then and then i go I don't respect you as the dude for doing that. Right. And I and in a weird way, it puts the woman up here because I go, I go, she's a cool chick. She put herself out for this guy. And then he's fucking yeah. showing me her tits. Yeah. What, why would you a do that? A lot of my guy friends show me nudes of like guy women friends that they're will banging. Show me. And I go, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm going to look because I'm I'm a human and I'm curious. Yeah. And I'm all, and I always like to see, especially with men, I'm like, I like the poses. What are you what pulling? Are you doing? Like, what are you getting? And yeah. then I just get mad about it. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> you don't deserve, you don't that, deserve that. No, it's it's funny because when now that we're talking about these sex tapes, it was I I I it elevated Kim Kardashian yeah. and Paris Hilton for me. Yeah, it elevated them, and I was like, I was like, oh, they're beautiful. Like, yeah. I, I by the way, I, I don't think I ever realized how pretty Kim Kardashian. But if actually they put is. it out I themselves, think she's so pretty, yeah. if yeah. they put that sex tape out by themselves on purpose. Would it have elevated them for you? No. Yeah. The fact that it was leaked. Right. And the fact that the fact that it was leaked. I mean, some of these came out on. Purpose. I don't think oh, they, they came out. I think, I think they both Kim came K out on. Yeah, I was like, yeah. 
Now that we know the inner workings of Kris Jenner a lot better, that that came out. She's a bad bitch, a bad business bitch. And (laughs) And I love her. (laughs) But I'm like, yeah, the the leaked part of it. That's like, she did this with the intention of just being in the moment. Chelsea Handler had a leaked sex tape. Mm. (gasps) Really? I didn't know that. She's naked all the time. So I feel like. She's naked all the time, but she did it. But sex is different. It's so vulnerable. Can I tell you? No, no, but it was. Was she she insulting the guy? No, (laughs) she did it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Like it, I thought it was actually really fucking hilarious, and so in a weird way, I I don't remember seeing her naked as much as I do thinking that was funny and really smart. Yeah, she, she would send a tape to clubs and go, "Hey, I'd love to work your club," <laughs> and it would be Sexy. it would be like a like thirty seconds of her stand up, and then it would cut to her <laughs> sucking the guy's dick, and then it would cut back to her stand up. Holy shit, That's Chelsea! So what a legend! God. Damn it, she's so good. And then someone released it as if it was a legit sex tape. And Chelsea was like, yeah, I put that out, fuckface. That's so like, I put that out. Funny. By the way, I could be wrong about that. If Chelsea wants to change that narrative, you can. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, but I remember seeing it and going like, oh, that's funny as fuck. That is really funny. It's really funny. fucking funny. That is really so, funny. And then you know, you know for a fact the club booker's like, Bob, we're bringing her down. Yeah. That's, I mean, but... It, it, I love Chelsea. Yeah, you make the booker laugh like my, that. My fear is not a sex tape. My biggest fear is I will... Someone's going to steal the camera on my computer and a video of me jerking off i'm also yeah. i'm also why because your jerk off face is like gnarly i don't even know what it is right it's no one does no one knows like, their own like, jerk off face looks like. i'm sure i'm <laughs> blinking a lot i've got my readers focus. on I'm like, oh my god bert <laughs> i but like uh that's one of my fears and uh, and uh and the other one you ready for this Just put a band-aid like, over i am your camera, very though. conscious very conscious of what comes up in my Pornhub searches. Like if if what comes up in there. Meaning meaning when I type in Pornhub. Yeah. Uh homepage. Like if if you I don't I meaning I won't click on certain things yeah. that read wrong. Like anything Give me an example. underage. Uh oh, teen yeah. girls. No, yeah. I don't click on yeah. any of that shit. Not I mean, first of all, I don't because the branding of it is too close to home for me. Right. So I right, go teen right. girls, I live with teen girls. I don't yeah, want yeah, that. I, yeah. and I, Teen girls come through my house. Yeah, streams. Uh, uh, I I will not click on uh, father stepdaughter. I won't click on that. Okay. Uh, anything that says daddy, I won't click on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know that if someone, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is in our future, is people will release our web searches. That's going to be worse than our fucking leaked Sony emails. You think the web searches? I don't really. Got to get a VPN. Search for anything scandalous. All I do is scan. All I do is scandalous. Like here we go, ready? So I created a podcast based on this called Open Tabs, where where I was I was fascinated by like if right now right now out of context, hold on, right now out of context, think about it. If they release your your Google searches, one of them would be Burt Kreischer's dick, right? And then and then they go you go and then also you'd be like, hold on, I, was I mean I got her. an explanation yeah, for all right. Of them. So I got an explanation for all of them, but my I was fascinated by my Open Tabs by things that I. I had searched. Yeah. Babyface, the musician. Uh, he had a someone we got into a car and they were like, he had a stroke. And I was like, what? So I searched Babyface, yeah. uh, Kirk Cameron's net worth. Uh <laughs> after he found Jesus and before Jussie Smollett suicidal. Uh sneaker stores in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. 140 kilograms to pounds. Uh American Tobacco Trail, running research in Raleigh, Durham, inherent vice. Ooh. Well, I'm not going to say this one out loud. Why? Uh, bad funeral flowers. Oh my god! The Battle of Waterloo. Apt to remove hair from faces. 
Uh, Smoky Mountain, Best Coast. Who is oh, Jared Paul? Coast. The Super Bowl. Matthew Morris. Where are you getting these? Where, you this save is, them? So, no, just go like this. Oh, you don't close up. your tabs. I don't close my tabs. Yeah. I keep them all open. Michael Roof. You know who that is? No. That who is, is that? Chicken. Giannis oh. Pappas. Okay. What's he doing? Albuquerque Isotopes. Wow. George Lopez. You have Sam a Lee. lot of tabs open, Bert. Grand Lux. <laughs> uh, stomach Churning. Sarah Gellerstein. I don't know who that is. I'm sure. I'm think. Tampa Improv. Omicron Variant. Joey Diaz. Dune. <laughs> These Grand are all Lux. sweet and innocent. But yeah, but like, but like, yeah, mine the question are crazy. is, the question is, if they could go through your fucking straight up all your history, how I go into, I go into, I get into like, like uh, spirals where I start getting into things like, sure. And so, and where I go, if you opened up all the things I'd Googled, right. I'm not sure. Like, that's why if I, when I get done a computer, I keep it. I don't, that doesn't go anywhere. People recycling computers. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I've Googled. After you die, drunk. you're just going to find a room of computers. But, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, having a sexuality podcast, like, I mean, we've both Googled pedophilia a lot oh, of yeah. times. Yeah. We had to for research, too. And, and so like, every time government... I type it in, I go, this isn't, I mean, I, I Googled like how to get help when you're a pedophile. Right, exactly. Like, There's but, no help. Right, right exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. the problem. And it's also because you're, there's so much fear in even typing I know, something and like, like that into guys, your computer. This is how pedophilia is running rampant because right. everyone's like, I can't even say it. You can say it. Pedophilia. running rampant? Oh my God. There's a lot of pedophiles out there. I can't tell you how many people I know personally, but how many people write us to say Molest, that they were molested? A lot of molesters I mean, it's out there. Serious? I got very like, lucky I didn't get molested. I, f- yeah, I, I feel, should have gotten molested. I feel the same way. I felt the same way. And then I went to a psychic who said I was molested. And I was like, oh man, we're just going to, we're just going to erase that one. But I don't think I was, but it's weird when a psychic says you were. So wait, so wait, is, pe- is pedophilia that bad? Because there's, yeah, there's only one. You don't think that you didn't know how many people were doing it? We, we hear from people all the time. And so we have a really good gauge of what people are going through from all over the world. And one of the first things we learned when we did Guys We Fucked was most women have been sexually assaulted, have been raped. So many women have been raped. It is wild. I just I felt s- I felt so stupid for not realizing that. And this was before the Me Too movement uh, came back. Uh, and so we were kind of we felt like we were like sitting on a secret. We're like, this is terrible and then uh it, it's rape and uh pedophilia it how common pedophilia is is wild really? and most men wild. i know had a very weird experience with, with a, a much older woman when they were like talk about early teens that really? you know is kind of talked about like it should be cool or like you should be happy but you can tell scarred them in a way that was not at least about. four times we've interviewed a guy, mostly they're usually comedians who have been like, yeah. And I was like 12 and the babysitter was right. like, hey, let me see you jerk off. And I did it. And I was like, it's happened a lot. That's fucked up. Are you OK? And he's like, is that fucked up? I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's fucked up. But see, that's where masculinity. That's one of the ways that masculinity gets fucked up. Right. It took years later to go. Oh, yeah, that is fucked up. It's not a prize that an older woman wanted me to jerk off as a child. Yeah, it's always like the, the mom's friend who used to come over. It's, yeah, really, or the babysitter. Yeah. Well, I I never I never had that experience. I never had that experience. I I, I kissed a and you were running around in a speedo. I uh, yeah, I kissed a twenty four year old woman when I was fifteen. Whoa! And it was the greatest kiss I've ever had in my life. But Whoa. but you, it was what what the kiss we stood beach. for. But as an adult, do you ever think what the fuck was the twenty four year old now woman? I do. Now I go kiss. Now me. I go. What There's the something fuck? wrong there. There's something wrong with her. But yeah, we were, we not, were, not with you. Not with yeah. you because you were just like, oh, I'm we good. were on the beach in Snoop Smyrna and uh, and they they were older and we tried to flirt with them. We were kids and they're like, and they were like, I was four, 
14 or 15. I had to be 15. I was a freshman in high school. And we were like, where are you guys going? And they're like, you guys are too young for us. We're like, no, just give us a give us a chance. We started talking to them. And then there and then the girl said, I would blow your mind. And I said, try me. And she leaned in and kissed me. And I and all I will say is My as mom. she pulled away, I was like, I was on my heels going. Uh, <laughs> and, right, that scenario is not also, as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, no. but you also but, had an experience yeah. with a woman who was 24. She's had sex a bunch, I'm sure. And she's kid, So she knew exactly what she was doing. You were fresh blooded. Like, I don't even know what this like titties like. Yeah. So and she came in and was smooth to you. In, in she a, just in a came time in, leaned in, smooth. grabbed me and started making out That's with me. That's kind of awesome. And I was like, huh. And then she just, her and her friends walked away. And I was like, I think I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> I was she like, I need to start kissing impact. more women. <laughs> oh my god, that's pretty sick. But I never had. I never had. I, it's funny. I know people who I know friends who lost their virginity young. Yeah, and it's it is kind of crazy because you steal their childhood. Yeah. You 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 then you you put a wall up. You go childhood's over now. Here's where you are. This is where. Yeah. And it's it's not fair. No, yeah, of course not. Nope, it's not. Um. The only answer for pedophilia is just to kill them, right? No, no, oh, it's real? not because well, I thought, if you I thought grow that was up, the thing. But if you, but <laughs> you thought he, that's what guys we fucked was about. No, but I thought that was it's the thing. That they go, if you, if you pet, if you rape no. a kid, you have to kill them. Well, that's okay. the that. Okay, so uh, yeah, that's I'm, the jail. Have, that's laws. Having in jail. pedophilia, like being a pedophile and fucking kids, to me are two different things. Because okay. you can be a give pedophile me, and never touch a kid for your whole life. It's so wait, very possible. Give me the because I just saw this comic do this really funny joke about pedophilia yeah and he said he's gave all the different definitions of how old the child has to be and he goes you know why we don't talk about pedof- about all the differentiations because now i look like a pedophile i know that joke will you type it in uh hebophilia is being attracted to prepubescent kids pedophilia is like a fucking kid so like okay. a baby to a yeah. eight-year-old nine to 15 is hebophilia. And then, and then even there's another, so it's, yeah, it's pedophilia, hebophilia, um, it might be hebophilia. I, I hebophilia never know. Is, and then yeah. it's a, f- a is the next one. And that's like right before people are legal. Like, yeah, like, basically. Fibophilia. Uh, and it, like that joke is funny. And I also saw that yeah, joke yeah, yeah. online, but I do think it is important because there's a big difference between a pedophile and like in a febophile. Again, I don't know how to say it, but yeah. I'm like, that's the problem with reading too much. You can never talk about it, so you never know how to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never, I never, um, I remember in high school, girls, we were, the, the hot girls would always date 24-year-old dudes. Right. Yep, and I remember I was being, being like, what yeah. the fuck? Because it felt like, powerful. And I was like, how come we don't get to hang out with the girls? They're our age. You got to go. I go. I remember going like, why aren't you hanging out with girls in college? But like, those 24-year-old guys were like the biggest losers on the uh-huh. fucking planet. Yeah, they, they were. Now you. I look at it and go. Yeah, you were good. What garbage dudes yes. were hanging out in high school? That was my first boyfriend was a garbage dude like that. Yes. Really? I was 16 and he was 20. And he like was in college and I was in high school. He went to my high school, but like I was in high school and he was in college. And I was like, oh my God, it's the love of my life. Lost my virginity to him. He had a whole ass girlfriend in college. Really? Yeah. So we, because th- so then he was a hebophile. He may have just so. been a dirtbag. Yeah, yeah, he's more of a dirtbag. <laughs> but so we did have sex. So we did have sex dirt bag in was... there too. Well, <laughs> it's, that's why it's difficult sometimes when you get into these like older ones. Like I don't know that a, a grown man 
who is attracted to like a 17 I don't know it depends I'd have to see the 17 so year aspects to it that it's you like are you just on. like kind of gross or do you actually have a mental disorder because I but mean a pedophile is something they're, like to me I truly believe like you know if you went to bodies the exhibition and you sliced open their brain and you looked at it I truly think you could physically see with the naked eye something different the same as a serial killer yeah. I yeah. think it's actually something wrong with your brain if you want to fuck a 16 17 year old you might just be but a a, another another uh, another underlying um uh, motivation in that with an older guy dating a teenager is they just want to date a girl who's not going to stick up for herself. It's grooming. Too weak to know That's who she is like yet. Grooming. She, you can do anything. She's going to be okay with it. She thinks you're so cool. Fucking, there's a comic that has a, because male comics always a lot of times have younger girlfriends and there's one comic in particular that has a younger girlfriend that I'm like, she's, she, you can tell her naivete is like emulating from her. And so, and it made me go, that's why some guys like dating younger women because they don't, they're not going to uh, be a, be a problem. That's crazy. I like yeah. the problem. I like the problem. The problem is the fun thing about dating yeah, like, a woman. You, you, wow. Like, well, I like the problem. I, you're the, unique in yeah, that. Yeah, you're though. unique. No, yeah. I, I think I don't a lot think of I'm people. Unique. I think I know. I know. I can. I can. Name, I mean, I feel like maybe I am. I. I don't know. But like, I liked. I liked dating some. I don't know. I like dating someone who corrects me and right, tells right. me I'm Learn, wrong. On your toes. And, yeah. Your love or, for your wife, honestly, this is sad, but like, is unique, and like, it's one of the reasons I like you. <laughs> you know, it's, I said. I said you guys were coming over today, and Liam was bummed that she's not going to be here. Oh, like, I want to, I want to, I want to meet them. I want to say hi. Yeah, well, I also met, met her met, last met, time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she, legend, a legend in her, her own right. First. Yeah, she. But I like. I, I, I think I needed uh, this, and I'm certain someone can isolate what's broken in me in this. Is I need someone who says it's okay to buy a new house. Permission. I need. I need. I, I need someone who's also. I need someone smarter than me to go. Mm. I need a teammate. <clears throat> yeah, I couldn't. I can't imagine dating. I really honestly could not even fathom dating someone who's, let's just say, 25. Because I right. go, because I go. That's your bus muse. I go, yeah. Well, yeah, right. Well, I want her on the bus to throw yeah. joints for us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to take fucking financial yeah. advice from exactly. her. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here to have a fucking life. You want to be challenged. You want to be. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You want to be held accountable. You want to be. Yeah. Some people don't, though. And so one of the ways to do that is to date somebody younger who's kind of just doesn't know who they are yet. What's the perfect age to date a woman, I think? And, and do you think it varies? 30s, man, women in their thirties are. The best. 30, I, I can't 30, believe how better they are than their twenties. Holy I, shit! When I was when we were at uh, we were at uh, in Serbia, I was with my co my co lead, and I and we were talking about the per like how young would I date if 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 God forbid something happened to Leanne, how young would I date? And I and she said, "What about twenty five? I said, "Too young, yeah. too young for me." I I, I just I don't. I don't, you can't relate. And I don't think they're totally formed yet as like. Yeah, well, your brain actually is is fully developed at 25. And then at 35, pretty much your entire personality is solidified. Yeah, I like, you that's still what change, I like. I like yeah. the personality part. I said yeah. 35. Yeah. And then she said to me, I'm 33. Awesome Am I too young for you? And I went, Ooh. and I really actually was like, you're not, but you grew up in Eastern Europe. So like, I think you're different. Been yeah. There a little bit more. Yeah. But like in, in the States, I met Leanna like the perfect time for Leanne. Like I met Leanne in her peak franchise player years. Oh, that's like, great. She was 30. She was like, she knew what she wanted. Yeah. Like there's nothing better than a, than a person who knows what they want. Yeah. It's very refreshing to be around. It's she exhilarating. Knew, she knew what she wanted. She knew what she didn't want. Mm -hmm. She knew what she didn't like. That's why the 30s <clears> are the best. <throat> I've the best best age I've ever experienced is the 30s. Holy crap. I, I didn't no one told me it was gonna be this good. Uh, sex with a 52 year old can get hot. 
I bet. She was sweating this morning. Like, she was sweating. <laughs> she was like, I'm fucking, I'm going through menopause. I'm sweating. And I go, I think it's sexy. I feel like we're in a tent somewhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, how nice is this? You're sweating from that D. Just, shh, just pretend. I put her in a fucking wrestling move. That's how fun it was. Yeah. I love this bird. I love this for you. That's great. Yeah, but I think I couldn't, uh, I don't know. I always liked being challenged. I like being challenged. Me too. Yeah. I, I like being challenged in everything. Yeah, it's fun. It's life. It's life yeah. force. What, what's your schedule look like? I'm just sitting here talking to you guys like we can oh, talk Oh, we forever. have to go. We yeah. have to go. Yeah. What time? What's your next we thing? One thirty. Uh, you're going to do Heather McDonald's podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus uh, Scoop. She's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's really she's sweet. awesome. You know, she's like she's she's awesome. I was gonna say she's like my realtor because she knows what she wants. She just gets it. Yeah. You go there and you're like you're like I love your car. She's like I'll get you a lease. Yeah. You want a lease? I got <laughs> she you. She is lease. like that. Yeah. She's yeah, brazen. Yeah. Um, yeah. She is brazen. Yeah. So so you guys have the the special that's out right now. It's on YouTube. Yes. It's called Our Special Day. It's out on YouTube.com slash guys. We fucked without the you and fucked. And uh, we self-produced it. Corinne directed it. And uh, yeah, we shot it in Salem, Massachusetts. And I was wondering if you shot it in Boston, like right outside Boston. Yeah. 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 The first, the, one, of the chicks, one of the chicks that comes up says, uh, I dated a guy up here in Boston. And I was like, wait, they shot this in fucking Boston? Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to shoot in Salem. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a powering place for women. I mean, you know, I don't yeah. know. Just, don't get me started on the Salem fucking witch trial. Don't get me started on the fucking Salem witch trial. My favorite part of history to talk about. I might go find a podcast on Salem witch trial. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, you know, basically our first tour was, or our second tour was the Bridget Bishop tour. Who was the first person to die in the Salem witch trials. Yeah. Did we you, love Salem have you trials. been to Salem, Bert? I, it's my favorite place in America. <laughs> you almost passed out. I don't know. I don't know if I have. What do you then mean? You, you would know. You would you remember. Would know. It is such a special it's place. Not like any place you, else on the planet. You don't you forget when you go there. You have you to forget. go. Watch this. Oh, Leanne just sent that to me. Uh, <laughs> Bonnie Rotten. I showed a picture. I had a, oh, I love she's Bonnie hot. Rotten. I took. I took. A, I love I, what Rotten. I used to do is if people texted me, uh, it was my sister. If people texted me, I would, uh, and I was looking at porn. I would screen grab it. <laughs> And then send it back to them. This is what you're interrupting. Yeah, yeah it's so funny. Hang on. Oh, you you allow I'll the call banner? You in two seconds, okay? Okay, bye. Right. You allow banner notifications while you're looking at porn? I used to. I don't. I cut off all notifications. Yeah, you got to do airplane. I cut off, well, you I cut off mode, yeah. all notifications now. Y me too. That's the way to go. Me too. Even on text. It I don't give even, me panic. I have to open the app to see if anybody texts me. Yes, it would give me panic. I text me people too. and then go, they haven't texted back. They haven't texted back. Yep. They haven't texted back. And yep. I was like, oh, I'm not allowing that in my brain. Exactly. Yep. Um. So the special's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Our special day. YouTube.com. Uh, your podcast is up everywhere. Podcast is available. Yes. I saw, a t I saw a tweet you guys put out saying we're back up on all podcast platforms. Yeah. Right. We went to Luminary and we're still with Luminary. We're exclusive to Luminary. Uh, so if you're a Luminary subscriber, you get guys who fucked a, a week early, but then you also get two bonus episodes, which we're, those were where we read the emails that we get. We get yeah. the craziest emails and uh, we kind of are saving are more personal happenings for Luminary, the Luminary bonus episodes, because it's a smaller audience and it just feels a little safer. Like, you know, you, yeah. like we said, having your diary out there is a little, it's almost like, what have we done? You can't no, undo it. I had one of the funnest times doing your podcast. It was one of my favorite. You were favorite, fantastic. You were really times. great. Yes. Well, if you guys ever have guests back on, I'd love to be back hundred percent. We have a podcast yeah, studio for now. you at you, any you really? time. Yeah, we have a podcast uh, studio I'm in, I'm in New York at the end of the month. Oh, okay. Yes, we'll please come on. Please okay. come on. Yeah, like I'll, I'll text you guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, so yeah, we were behind a paywall for a little while, but now we're, you know, back everywhere and we're putting clips up. So yeah. That's great. You guys, you guys are, you guys are killing it. Thanks. I'm so I'm so proud that I consider you friends because I think it means I'm a good person. Yeah, does that it make does. sense? That's like a go, very nice compliment. Go, Thank you. Because I because I because I'm your friend. I feel like 
that means something for my daughters one day that they'll oh, yeah. be sitting in a fucking dorm room and they'll be like, have you ever listened to Guys We Fucked? And they're like, no. And they're like, this is the best podcast. <gasps> and then Georgia will be going like, this is fucking great. I feel like I know these girls. And then one day she's going to go, they're, she's going to say, wait, did they just say my mom's name? Wait, is my dad on this? And then she's going to go, oh, my dad's a cool person. Like he... He the episode them. where she kept falling and you kept telling stories about her getting injured. That was one of my that favorite guys in fact memory yeah. stories. You kept just telling stories about her getting yeah, she injured. She broke her teeth out. She yeah, fell in London. Cement in her shoes. Oh, fuck. Well, I was so excited to Give meet Gal some rollerblades on her last time because I was like, oh, I've heard a lot about your, your injuries. <laughs> you okay, girl? <laughs> I wish I could bring my daughters on the guys we fucked because they, <laughs> they would be. I mean, especially, I would love to bring them on and then walk out of the room and then go, so tell me what he's like. Yeah. And then them just be like, you have no fucking idea. But thank you guys for doing this. We'll get Thanks you out of here. For... I'm going to go see if Leanne's here and say hi. Yeah. But thank you guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. You're you for always so us. supportive. We appreciate you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.